A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This one's for you tonight. Okay, let's get started. extra after what we when we say our names yeah like an add-on phrase yeah something like (laughs) we say our names and then it says something well we've already talked about this this is turtle time you know what i'm you know what i mean just so it's it fully completes the thought yeah but anyway i thought that sounded beautiful almost like like uh, a kid's choir came in and was caroling to us right then did you feel that yeah we should go to tam o'shanter and sing it there our table new, to table. Our new song? Yeah. Yes. Let's go to Tamo Shanter. Let's say, everyone, uh, you are all privileged to know that we are recorded a new intro for Turtle Time. We're going <laughs> to give it to you now first. <laughs> the pe- podcast you all know and love. To people eating dinner at Tamo Shanter's. <laughs> Amy, Riley. We they would are spit here. out their prime rib. Because they are so uproarious <laughs> with cheer yeah amy riley okay so we're definitely gonna work on that what what comes after amy and riley when we sing song our names you tell us what you imagine yeah i I would imagine a completion of the song yeah amy riley this is turtle time you know what i'm talking about something like that. maybe candy burris can help us grammy award winning do you think she would do it pro bono (laughs) well i know didn't did she do it uh, tardy for the party at first for free, but then she was supposed to profit off of the, um, you know, sales and then Kim never gave her money? Yes, I think, no, I, well, so I think it's, it was friendly, but also Candy, I think, had to assume that she would get 50% of the rights of this song because she wrote all of it, right? right. And Well, actually, that piano teacher wrote it. Who did? Remember? The origin was if I remember correctly, Kim's daughter was getting like piano lessons or singing lessons or something. And there was this old man who was the teacher and he wrote Tardy for the Party. And it was really dorky originally. It was like, don't be tardy for the party. And then Candy was like, bum, 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 bum. 
like she spiced it up. I remember that. And then didn't didn't Nini also? She heard the five <laughs> original like, res, like perspective uh, titles, or, or and she goes Tardy for the party is the one that I think hits hard. Was that? Yeah, and but she they first played her the original version, and she was she, like, "What the hell?" Right. Okay. So wow, I need to watch. I need to watch the the compilation of the origin of that because I forgot about the piano teacher. Yeah, because I, I wonder if he got any of the pie. He should have. Right? Did he do the? Okay. <laughs> All right, well, so bringing that back to Candy, yes, I think Candy would expect royalties, but that's something I'm willing to do if she writes a kick-ass <laughs> song for us. Would okay. you be willing to split it with Candy? For sure. She's worldwide. And we would say, um, we would say, like, we could have t- drops in her tags and it said, written by Candy, you know? <laughs> yeah, it'd be like, Mike Will made it or whatever. Candy Burris, right? <laughs> Candy Coated Nights. That would be fun. Okay, well, <laughs> either we're going to sing it out loud at Tam O'Shanter's at some new date for all the dinner patrons and patrons, <laughs> and we'll let you all know when we do that, or Candy will possibly help co-write it. Yeah. All this carol talk, Christmas carol, I was wondering, have you been hit by Christmas carolers yet? <laughs> no. Have oh, you? Yeah. Really? Yeah, out about, in the wild? About four different groups. What? They say, well, the first night they sing Silent Night, and then it's unfortunate, but they, they after they sing the song, they have a big Santa's hat upturned, and oh, they no. expect money for it. Coins. Coins. And so we had a bunch of gold chocolate coins that we gave them, and then they kind of run off and scamper into the night. I'm scared of these people. It's their- Silent Night, Deadly Night. They're wonderful, except I don't understand why they wear masks over their heads <laughs> to obscure all of their physical appearance. Mm-hmm. But it is red, nice stocking um, caps over their heads. Okay. Kind of like a, um, <laughs> what's it called? A balaclava? Oh. You know what I'm talking about? Th- that's the type of mask that has just your mouth hole and your eye holes. I hate that. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, like ba- Balaclava? I'm picturing those scary white masks. No, 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 no. They, they, <laughs> like no. the Jabberwockies. One kid <laughs> did have just um, sort of sort of like a clockwork orange-esque um, sack on his head. Okay. But then the other ones had, it was all Christmas themed. Nothing Green. scares me more than a gang of merry pranksters. Oh, they were awful, those Clockwork Orange boys. <laughs> That's like um, and any movie or story where it's like agents of mayhem yeah. who are psycho. Yeah. Oh. I hate that. So you don't like The Purge then? <laughs> I mean, The Purge is fun though. Did you, you watch The First Purge? I think I've seen, how many are there? There's just, I've only seen the one where Ethan okay. Hawke. Um, I think I've seen at least two. There was one that was like election. I started to watch two. <laughs> yeah, there was Purge Election, Purge Anarchy. Um, I do think the Purge is a good idea. Yeah. But anyway, the, the, sorry, I just, when you said Merry Pranksters, it totally reminded me of the Purge because they yeah. also stand outside looking in the door camera going, come out, come out. Yeah. You got to forfeit that guy <laughs> who you have in your house because we want to kill him. Yeah. That's like a game they would play on Salt Lake. It'd be like during the purge, like a dinner party, who would you kill? Yes. Right. <laughs> they totally would. Um, and it would lead to, I guess, some hurt feelings. Yeah. <laughs> so do you want to talk about, um, well, that was only six minutes. That was good. Uh, so yeah, we already, as some as some of you may know or have heard, we did a little bonus emergency uh, broadcast the yes. other day. Um because the Vanderpump season 11 extended teaser dropped. Yes. And so we figured you guys couldn't possibly wait until Friday to hear our thoughts. They're so important. And we really and we really have no idea 
if anyone liked that or appreciated it, it kind of feels like we just sent that into the void. <laughs> but personally, I felt like it was a success for us to break yeah, out of the format and respond <laughs> to something newsworthy. It was a 911. It was a 911. Um, upon reflection, having sat with that trailer, I don't think you've probably watched it one more time, <laughs> but have has anything started to seep in or resonate deeper than when we talked about it on Tuesday? Um, well, I, not the footage itself, but I've seen other stuff. Like I keep getting served Sheena on that Bravo hot mic podcast talking to Alex Baskin, mm-hmm. um, where she's like very tearful and talking about how, um, Ariana doesn't realize how hard this was on her, right? <laughs> which is a interesting angle to take um i get what she's saying of course but um the comments are not kind on those videos people are so mean to sheena (laughs) i think you everyone just needs to realize sheena does have that 10 percent of her that is self-absorbed yeah but it's like to me it's endearing yeah and also I think, you, like you said, I understand what she means. She lost Tom Sandoval in this thing. And he remember her, her beautiful story of him <laughs> pulling her into the red carpet photo that she talked about, where he yeah. was the only one who rode for her when Stasi created an army against her. You know, I, right. just, I do understand why she's conflicted, but I think she has this history of being such a flip-flopper that people are just like, this is just exactly what Sheena does, you know? Yeah. I mean, I do understand the stress. I feel like anyone that was in the middle got thrown to the wolves, like Schwartz too, where it's like, that is a worthwhile topic to talk about of like the stress of being in between a divorce or a breakup or whatever as a friend, even if what the person did was terrible. It's like, okay but seriously do you just like never talk to someone ever again because of something they did right to your other friend yeah and I, I was also like there there's a which we'll talk about there's extra scenes that were in the decade of rumor and lies special and like one of them Sheena and Brock texting Tom Sandoval when his friend died or whatever and I was like that's you know admirable or whatever that they texted him and I'm like in the back of my mind I'm like wait am I like saying anything pro Sandoval or whatever and it's like wait what the hell am I talking about of course <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's noble and admirable for them to reach out to him when he lost a friend. You know what right. I mean? It's like we were just we got so in the in the muck with this thing where you don't we we're not even seeing it properly anymore. It's <laughs> right. like this is a real human. Um, yeah. And also, I don't I don't understand. Schwartz is doing a regular podcast with Tom Sandoval every single week. Has fully gotten back with him as a friend. And I don't is really he on s- it every week. Yeah, yeah. He's basically the co-host of Tom <laughs> oh Sandoval's God. podcast. They need to rename it. Tom Sandoval is probably like Schwartz. I need. They should here. call it the Schwartz and Sandy's podcast. It'd be good for business. That would have been a great idea. Like <laughs> that Schwartz and Sandy's the podcast, and it would have brought business, and also it would just tie Schwartz to it. I don't know if Schwartz wants to be tied, but he's been on every single week. In the oh last- wow month but i'm just saying i don't see i don't see people i guess people just take that um as what schwartz would do right but i don't i don't know i don't have the same energy towards schwartz i just understand that he's going to be the bridge between sandoval and the other group. yeah i keep getting i mostly hear about all these podcasts through tiktok and there were a couple others so there's one charlie was on nick vile (laughs) right yep that's how you say his Um, name and as we've discussed on the side, it just appears he has like a Vanderpump. It, his podcast 
he has Vanderpump people on like every week. He's like s- sucking on the teat of yeah, he's the Scandaval the, yeah, he's still. Got the full teat. Uh, yeah, he's got the full teat, and he doesn't. I don't think he's ever watched Vanderpump <laughs> Rules or any of these shows. Yeah, he's an unreliable uh, interviewer. So he's like, he barely knows who Charlie is, right. and he has her on his podcast asking her questions about shit that he has no <laughs> clue what he's talking about. Yeah, and she said that she um, opted not to be on the show this season, and uh-huh. that. It just didn't sit right with her. It wasn't what she wanted to do, whatever. And she said that um, she was talking shit about Sheena. And she said that Brock is a, uh, what did she say? Payroll a husband. Payroll husband. Okay, so a lot of questions I have for you just what <laughs> opened up. Do you think producers, which, you know, we saw some of them at the BravoCon panel. Were, are they, were, do you think they were like, Charlie, Charlie, please <laughs> sign your contract. We right. loved you in season 10. Please, you're not coming back, really? <laughs> I mean, I just, I, I do like that she's saying she walked away. And I think Bravo lets Bravo liberties mm-hmm. say they walked away without saying anyone was fired. But I yeah. can't imagine that they were beating down the door to get Charlie to sign. No offense. Right. I just, she didn't bring anything last season. Yeah. Well, I felt like they needed her last season, whether or not it was successful, but they used her as like an intermediary for Rachel, Rachel yes. because she had no one else. Um, so I don't know what her role this season would have really been. Um, so, yeah, you know. So, yeah. And then, yeah, she's, she's using this opportunity to like talk shit about the other cast members and then what do what does a payroll husband mean to you? Uh kind of like a sugar baby. <laughs> but like okay, so I I am intrigued by this topic because I do think we have really breezed past our or not our but our collective memory of Brock's entry to the show. Yes. Because First of all, we certainly never talk about the ex-wife and the kids thing, which was the whole storyline of season <laughs> he, nine. He sort of, he sort of got clear like, of that. Lala was like, he's a dangerous man. Right. Like it was like the whole thing was yeah. that he was bad. Uh, that they were trying to glom on to James's engagement weekend and like not pay. That they wanted Randall to pay for. He wanted Randall to pay for the engagement. That um, you know. They were always like doing all their YouTube stuff. Like the whole take originally was that yeah. he was kind of like a user. Yeah. So it's interesting that we've just post summer moon. Like we're like, he's the, like, I guess we followed Lala's lead and we're like, he's the best dad on earth. Like, fuck it. Who cares? Like, which is a more, um, you know, relaxing place to live. Yeah. Let us just relax <laughs> with our Brock views and not think, uh, parse them you know too too much but um I, I i totally i when you were saying it i'm like wait what about brock and then i'm like oh wait <laughs> god we did overcome a lot of things to get to this place with brock but i don't fault i mean i know it's offensive i guess to say that someone's a payroll husband mm-hmm. but personally i think that's one of the coolest things in the world <laughs> to be a sugar baby okay i mean i <laughs> If Brock's a payroll husband, like he is paid to be her husband, <laughs> and Sheena loves him, and he he loves Sheena, we yeah. know, and but he is not provide. I, I guess that means he's not providing. Sheena's providing for him. Yeah, I'm just saying I don't understand why that's such a negative. Isn't that right. like a reverse? She, yeah, she was basically just accusation? saying he like does whatever she wants, um, and you know, I guess if I'm being cynical. Brock is the 
ultimate goal for someone like Ariana's boyfriend. <laughs> Daniel is like looking at Brock saying goals. Yeah, like let's just vlog our life away. Let's, you know, do um uh what's the spawn they do for those the factor meals. Let's, you know, like he basically like hopped aboard this uh, treadmill of opportunities because she's a hustler but what but that works for them yes and so it's a good arrangement yes i'm like i'm just thinking what could brock do differently i mean i do i didn't like him going hat in hand around season nine begging for everyone else's money well not money <laughs> but begging to be a part of their social events to finance their lifestyle sheena and right. his lifestyle that was rough era for brock and James really took him to task for that. Like he oh, right. was, he was like very embarrassed of Brock. But I think we overcame that. Oh yeah, but, wasn't there something about he wanted them all to model? Yes. For their clothing line or whatever, and there was like drama about not it, paying anyone. It or was something. called like hard body or something. I, I don't know if it still exists, but I, I think it does. But yeah, he brought he wanted all the cast members to be a part of it because you get free publicity if they right. all do this. And of course, he wasn't going to pay them. Yeah. Um. There's some. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I guess I'm conflicted, and but I think Charlie just wanted to have a mean dig at Sheena. You know, sure. she's just pissed at her. And sure. Payroll husband sounded good. Yeah, I mean, I don't really care about her take, but it's something where I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about all that stuff. Me too. Um, and then Katie was on. What was she on? Call her two, daddy. No, what's the other one? Alex Earl. Two girls in a in an office, or Ariana was on that. There was a lot Ariana, of podcast. That's okay. the thing. I literally can't keep it straight. I'm I sorry, know. you guys, but Katie was on one of them, uh -huh. and they were asking if um she thought Tom Sandoval had changed or like grown, and she said absolutely not. She said that Katie did. Yeah. Whoa. She was like he like has barely even apologized. He she referenced him on two T's in a pod really <laughs> and said that he was like I don't get why this one was such a big deal yeah. because everyone has he, cheated that he, same old line you know keep saying that a cheating scandal on Bravo right he's like he can't believe it right um so she gave him shit for that and she was saying how you know if you apologize like there are actions more than words whatever and then she said a metaphor that really didn't add up she was saying he was justifying his behavior because everyone had cheated and she was like okay but that all happened like a long time ago and when we were young and everyone made mistakes hopefully we've all learned from those poor decisions you're in your 40s like you're still doing the same old shit and she said something like there are a ton of murderers on death row does that mean that murder is okay and I was like huh wait, wait, wait let me think about that <laughs> There are tons of murderers on death row. Oh, 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 meaning like, like there are there a bunch are of cheaters others? out there. Right. There, yeah. And I I'm just, like, yeah, they were punished for their crimes. Right. They're behind bars. Okay, bad analogy from, from <laughs> And Katie. she was like, not to compare cheating to murder. And I was like, well, you keep bringing that. Like everyone keeps comparing him to a killer. So Right. Dangerous <laughs> and a killer. And um, I do think it's, it's silly of Tom Sandoval to be like, um, yeah, I'm a cheater. And, and cheating has happened all the time. It's like, well, a huge part of this is that we were all shocked that, by your behavior. Right. I thought that you and Ariana had this blissful relationship that you would never cheat on her and that you had rounded the corner and this was like a sacred relationship. And now he's just like, no, I'm just a cheater like all of them. And I did what I normally do, a cheater man. Right. It's like, well, no, we're surprised by what you did. Right. We're shocked. Yeah. And like, who you did it with. 
yeah, like he should be more like, I hold myself to a higher standard than that. Like I fell to the same old tropes right. of the past, yeah. like whatever. Even if I'm getting so excited about Vanderpump Rules season 11, <laughs> even if it's like, I don't think it will be, but even if it's like bad <laughs> beyond belief, like we're like, what happened here? <laughs> as long as it's not fabricated, fake, like it seems like these storylines were contrived by producers, I will, I will think it's interesting to like, really scrutinize every scene just because how they act in this moment, no matter how they act is interesting, right? How they move in the wake of Scandaval is going to be interesting no matter what, even if it's a lackluster season. Right. So there are some new previews. Is it from just the season overall or like the first episode? No, I don't know what the hell they did to get people to go to Peacock. They played the dog shit twenty four minute version on bravo which i watched live a decade of rumor and lies a decade of rumors and lies and then on peacock it was an exclusive extended and then they had they added those three bonus scenes to it so those weren't in the original broadcast right or else i would have enjoyed rumors and lies more because it would have been like there's three moments to focus on this they saved that for peacock okay and the three scenes were Lala and her mom talking. I'll talk about this one first. Mm-hmm. Lala and her mom talking about how Lala is so still hurt by what Randall did. And it makes her untrustworthy of any man in their social circle or anyone. Uh-huh. like Because she can't trust people anymore. And then she specifically uses an example of Daniel around Ariana. Now, it's mm-hmm. kind of a tossed off example. Like, I feel like she was just grabbing for an example that made sense but she is saying she is skeptical of who would be around ariana at this time right mm-hmm. now but she doesn't say it as a full accusation it's just so i kind of it made sense to me and also mm-hmm. it's like something you know it is something to consider <laughs> yeah i don't i don't view daniel as craven or taking advantage of ariana i don't know how you feel about that i mean um the jury's out i'm um I have my eyes on him, I'll say. I think the one thing which we we have talked about on Patreon is just that I wish personally that I I don't follow him on social media, but I've seen enough of what he originally posted in like the early days with Ariana where it was like so much focus on getting her in his social media that I was a little worried where I just wish that he would have relaxed and been like we're still testing the waters. Like this is a new relationship. Like I don't post on social media that much, but he did seem, I think, I think because he already had a social media aspect to his business, he was really utilizing Ariana's personality at a moment when they were just starting out. And I wish he would have cooled it on that. Right. But that could have just been someone who's, well, I don't know. I'm giving him benefit of the, the <laughs> doubt. I'm just like, you know, you want to celebrate your love. You already vlog. So why not vlog with Ariana at dinner and show her eating dinner with you and right. stuff? It just... No, I mean, I was like, we had already talked about that in the past of mm-hmm. like, oh God, he's all over this shit. Like she tends to hang out with people that do like to post everything and whatever. Maybe that's just, I'm a fogey and I don't like to share everything. Yeah. But like um, seeing him on in the teaser, I was like, oh, he's gonna just be on the show now which like makes me feel weird i think if i was a notable person which i am not but if i was someone like ariana and i was out and i was with my real friends i would expect at some point some lapses of social media um coverage yeah and tagging and full accounting of what we did together like because so that just personally i know they are not 
trying to get runoff <laughs> from my celebrity. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm sure there are windows where she goes, please, you know, for the love of God, don't don't post me right now. Yeah. But uh, it's it's hard when you're skeptical of people and Ariana is rising to, you know, celebrity status so much to not be um, suspect of the people around her trying to also get some runoff clout from this. Yeah. And I think that Daniel might just fall in that, an innocent category of that. That's best case mm-hmm. scenario. Yeah. You know I'm I mean? just like, I feel like nine times out of 10 when a housewife or whoever starts dating someone who is comfortable on the show, when they break up, you're like, oh, they were like here for the cameras. Like yes. John Jansen style or yeah, I mean, whatever. There, there, I mean, there is a very significant amount of significant others in the Bravo <laughs> universe that have been ultimately doing this for fame. Yeah. And so Lala questioning Daniel, I don't take as anything more than that's a legitimate concern. Yeah. So that was it. I think that I think that's all that was notable about that clip. Um, it was really just about, oh, and she's also talking about her family unit. Like now her mom moved to Los Angeles, you know, to be close to her. Her brother moved to be cl- close mm-hmm. to her. So she has this like family unit and it's like, she's just rebuilding her life post Randall. I think mm-hmm. that was what the clip was. <laughs> I think it was in the decade of rumors and lies, but they showed uh, her when she finally revealed who her man was. And I forgot. I always remember how funny it was when they yes. showed him, but also when she goes, I can say his name. It's Randall. And I was like, it's like the worst name ever. <laughs> I just like, think it's like not sexy. I can't tell if she's embarrassed ultimately when she does her reveal <laughs> or if I have secondhand embarrassment because of how the world felt about Randall. But I can't, I can't help but think Lala had to say this is sort of a disappointing reveal, right? <laughs> yeah, for both how in she, name and appearance. Just for how she touted him, and it's not his. Mm. It's not his fault. I mean, I guess we can talk. He's shit a shitbag. I, I, I know. I know. I know. I I tried to. I tried to. Um, get on the side of everyone when they were starting to say how great Randall was. We ordered those two chicken breasts with no bun at dinner and Jax liked him and Sandoval was playing poker yeah, with him. Yeah, that's when he took all Jax's money yeah. <laughs> and right, got right invited after. to his wedding on the spot yeah. and was like, Sandoval's out, you're in, you're my best man. <laughs> yes, exactly. That was the era also where Jax was like on the set of The Irishman being like, I'm an executive producer, <laughs> producer on The Irishman and he was like showing his director's chair on set and really that was just a full pay to play. Like yeah. 60 grand you get to be a producer on midnight through the switchblade <laughs> switch grass or whatever what like, if uh jacks produced uh killers of the flower moon oh my god <laughs> and he got a single single card it just said um what, what, what would it say like it's like a, a film by yeah a film by yeah 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 um, did you see his crazy instagram post yes that with the music and it's like what was the song i'm back well first of all first of all what what was that choice of photo because it, oh, it not scary. only looks horrible filter like just everything about it but like why did he choose that photo as his coming back uh <laughs> also was that to be that he's coming back to house of villains it's wild yeah it says i am back dot 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 and it's only the beginning. Devil emoji. Hashtag number one guy in the group. So, yeah, okay, so first I thought that was to announce that he's coming back to House of Villains. But I right. think it's just like he's saying Jax is back for the world. But why is he officially back now? Because he was know. in that trailer for Vanderpump Rules? I guess. What song did he play? It's, I don't know. It. <laughs> Not Guess Who's Back. Let's see. Hold on. Coming in hot. Okay, that's cool. I wish I would have played Coming in hot like a fajita. Wow. Okay, so I mean, I will say 
in his defense, Jax is back. I mean, he had, there were there were the doldrums for for him. We talked about it. Him and and uh, and Brittany had the doldrums. Now he's got a bar. He's got a spinoff. He's back on Vanderpump Rules. He's on House of Villains. I mean, you can't count him out, right? <laughs> I guess. I mean, he's those, back. They put everybody on those House of Villains type shows. They'll okay, put okay. like a like hobo on the street on All right, that okay, show. Okay, don't give me House of Villains. Take that away. Jax's Studio City, which is actively becoming a haunt for people Stop. to go to. No, it is. What's no? What? Show me the stats. No, people go there. It's gonna close. Can I tell you? Actually, <laughs> yeah. I, we were gonna we were in Sherman Oaks last night, yeah, and we were gonna do an impromptu little peek into Jax's Studio City just to see what it was like. It was closed. See, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> Sorry, Jackson Studio City to call you out, but that was it was a Wednesday night at like 10. And I so it might be one of those bars that are only open Thursday through Sunday. I, I, I don't know. Anyway. That, well, it's like that thing that someone posted. They saw Sandoval the week of Thanksgiving at Tom Tom. And they were like, I just tried to go to Schwartz and Sandy's and it was close. He was like, it was? Who said that? Sandoval. Oh, wow. He didn't know it was oh, closed. Wow. Well, that's great. Um, so what were we talking about? Oh, we were talking about the scenes in Vanderpump. Yeah. Ball. So what were the other ones? I okay. saw one where Ariana's talking to who? Katie about yeah. um, like that Sandoval won't move out. Yeah. She's just, you know, four people who are very concerned. Like it sounds like Lisa's concerned. I know the world is, is confused by what's going on with Ariana and Tom's situation. Mm-hmm. She clearly lays out what is going on. She does not want to cede forfeit the house that they bought together to have him live in it after her and her be bought out, especially for a shitty price that he was offering. Mm-hmm. In her world, they divide the asset completely and fairly, and they both move to separate places. Yeah. She doesn't want to lose in terms of why does she have to move after being cheated on right. and he ruined their life? Why does she now have to, even though she could, yeah, she doesn't want him to win this house. Yeah. And I, I agree with it. A lot of people would say that house sucks. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. Not a lot of people would say that, but I'm just saying she could say, fuck that house. Yeah. I don't want anything to do with it. Let him rot in that, you know, yeah. shitty hell hole. Yeah. But that gives Tom something. Right. Do you, how do you, you, you tell me I'm, I'm yeah. advocating. I mean, I get it. I just like, I don't know if I would be able to be petty for that long if it affected like my living situation especially with like the pets and everything I'd be like it's worth it for me to swallow my pride and like cut ties to get the fuck out of here like that whole situation must be weighing her down so much it's like when a divorce goes on for five years and it's like you're spending like millions of dollars to get to the bottom of it when it's like okay we should have just made a deal up front. Like, even though I hate you, I don't want to deal with this. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So if, if, if Ariana was just like, you know, I already can move to a better place. He's going to buy me out for the right price. Just let him have, you know, this, this house and, I'll move on because my life will be so much better once I'm Yeah, and you don't have to fucking deal with him anymore. Like, it's, I I get, I understand being petty and being like, I'm not going to fucking do it. And also, I assume she has more options than him. Like, even if, so say they did split it, whatever they got, like half a million each or whatever. I'm like, he can't do much with that. Yeah. You know, like, this is the best he can do. I'm, I, I, I agree with you. And I do think for people, there's a significant amount of the audience that says, Ariana, just get the hell out of there. What, what does it mean that you're not trying to get out of there? That mm-hmm. you're like trying to stand your ground and live in the same space as him. And like, you're trying to 
um, like reap more reward from this situation. But then I also understand that she, she thinks he blew up their life. So why does he get any, um, satisfaction post scandal that he gets to just stay in the house that we both bought together, live here. And I have to move and do one of the most horrible things. So either way we can be divided on it or anyone can be divided. But that scene is just explaining the situation. And then it also has a funny moment. I don't know if you remember where she's getting texted, by the assistant or by someone where the neighbors complained about the LED lights in their backyard. And then Ariana goes, we, we coordinate through an assistant and she texts the assistant and the assistant gets that message from Ariana about the LED light complaint. And then she says what Sandoval said, which is that our LED lights fall under freedom of speech. (laughs) Did you see that part? He said, I am almost positive. And I'm like, now I'm like, am I dreaming this? He says, Our, my LED lights constitute free speech or fall under free speech. It's very silly. That's hilarious. So, so like, they're, that's how they coordinate their messages. See, like, to me, that's, like, not worth it. Like, I'd be like, kill me. You know what I mean? I, I, I totally understand that there are people that would just get out. Ariana is going to find a way better house that she loves and not have to deal with his bullshit. But... I, I, there's just something about the the what is that the ethic of that this yeah. happened i also and, get i mean that clip is from probably yeah you know june or something so i don't know what's going on now i feel like at this point it's more of like a legal matter of like yes. figuring out what the best deal is to be had and i do think yeah yes and i think a part of it is that he just has not given an appropriate deal and mm-hmm. like she will lose money on this even mm-hmm. if she does sell so i think there might be some sticking points just financially right yeah, I'd be like, I'm kind of surprised that he could even buy her out because isn't the thing that he's in like massive debt? Well, um, the only in his like financially, season eleven was filmed. He made a million dollars or more on that, okay. and I think he is. I don't know. He's making money, ad money. I don't know how many like patrons he has or whatever but right. he's making ad money on his podcast i'm I, just stressed about his finances like i don't even want to think about it <laughs> i think he's i think he's doing i think he's doing okay I, I think he's i think they make more money than we know and at least he just got a a ship just came in with a million dollars for season 11 that's true but doesn't he owe like for the bar, wasn't that like a quarter million dollars? And then he has sh- the mortgage already. Do you and think then... Schwartz and Sandys is doing good financially? I mean, I feel like it probably isn't in the green yet. Right. Like that'll probably take like more years, which like I don't even know if it'll last that long. Yeah. So the question, could he buy Ariana out? I don't know. Yeah. And um, there's still no resolution to this. So it's not even like we get to have clarity in season 11 we're just this right. is still ongoing so th- that clip was basically to let the audience know what was going on with their living situation and then the sheena and brock scene which is less essential but still kind of interesting is that they t- they reached out to tom sandoval because he suffered the loss of like a best friend that the whole vanderpump rules cast knew like ariana knew oh. him he was like his best friend from i think his hometown okay so everyone knew him he was around tom sandoval f- before vanderpump rules started he passed away and so a lot of people reached out independently. I remember Kristen talked about it. She's like, I, I can't keep my mean anger at Tom Sandoval right now when I know he just lost, yeah. you know, someone so important to I him. I didn't hear about that Yeah, at yeah. the time. It, it happened like, I think maybe only a couple months after Scandoval, like mm-hmm. very recently. Oh. And so, um, yeah. Anyway, so Sheena and Brock reach out to Tom Sandoval and then Sheena finds out that she's been blocked 
by the oh. number. It's like a, you know, whatever you, uh-huh. you, however you find out that your messages are blocked. So then she does some deep diving and she finds out that he blocked her on Instagram. He blocked her sister on Instagram and he blocked Summer Moon on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I think blocking a baby, but it makes sense. It's basically her burner account, you know? Right. So I think he just, yeah, he, so whatever, I don't, I don't know what it led up to this. I think these are all scenes from like the first episode. So, uh, that's the place that him and Sheena are in at the start of season 11. So those are the scenes and they actually, if they would have been in decade of rumors and lies, I would have liked that special, but I watched it live without those scenes. Yeah. And it was such a shitty production. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it was like, I mean, it would be for if you had never seen the show, and even then, I don't know if it did a good job. I think but it would like, be way too convoluted. I, I was yeah, like, it I was would, complicated. It was so complicated. I, I would have been confused just relying on that. I think as a first yeah. time viewer, I do think I would love to make ASMR out of the Lisa narration, though. I I think there was something soothing and comforting about how Lisa did it, but I don't know if it was the proper energy to introduce <laughs> this show and recount this show. She seemed a little bit on autopilot. Yeah. And and having Lisa scripted, you lose so much of her, her fun, off-the-cuff right. language, which I thought that I, I, that was the redeeming aspect of this special. I thought that Lisa was going to provide new commentary on scenes. Right. And she really didn't. It was like so – it was like written by – an editor or a producer for right. her to read and she gave nothing to that performance yeah i re- wrote down some of the lines one of them was about Kristen uh thinking that tom was cheating she goes call it women's intuition or maybe too much rosé i liked that <laughs> also it seemed like Kristen, when you look in hindsight and we've been talking about it as we recap vanderpump rules season three Kristen sort of gets a decent edit even like Lisa reading these yeah. lines, she's like, Kristen was right. You lose them how you get them. Yeah. She warns Ariana that he cheated on her and yeah. that could happen to her. Yeah. Like Kristen, they, they excise a lot of Kristen's worst moments and just show that a lot of the times she was on the right side of the history, especially right. with Scandal. Yeah. I feel like Scandal, that was the huge revelation, which is like why they brought her in for yes. that like on the run episode they shot or whatever. Because I think it's more complicated than that. Like, so much has happened between what happened then and now that it's not, like, cut and dry. Like, I told you this would happen. Because it's like, okay, well, it's been 10 years. Yes. And it finally happened. But, but, though, but, yeah. you know, but she, I mean, she was right initially, just given what we found out about Ariana Tom and Miami sure. Girl and stuff. I'm just saying, but, yeah, you're right. It took a long time for her to get that redemption. Seven totally. years. By the time she, like didn't even want it anymore right and was friends with ariana i I was just gonna say um you know is Kristen gonna be in season 11 but then i clearly remember when we went to emo night to watch them to watch katie sheena and ariana perform which was you know very powerful Kristen was there in the audience watching them so she's going to be on season 11 but she was maybe not on camera I don't know. She was in that section where they were just filming everyone so i mean unless she's just going to be background but i feel like having Kristen in a scene is going to be too provocative to not explain that she's here. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't think having Kristen in the background of the scene, people watching Vanderpump Rules season 11 with her not blurred out would be like, what are you doing? That's a cast member of Vanderpump yeah. Rules for eight Wasn't years. Wasn't there like drama? Like they wouldn't let her friends in or something? Yeah. She, she couldn't get, uh, she was with two people or, or one person and they weren't on the list to get into that special cordoned off yeah. section. And so she was like kind of raising hell for a minute to get them in. <laughs> and then she eventually yeah. got in. 
I'm just trying to remember. I feel like they didn't get any good shit in my memory up in that section. It was kind of like B-roll. Like it was James and Lala watching and like um, no I, well well yes I I think you we might not know but I've witnessed scenes as a in person where I thought what the hell they didn't get anything and then if you watch the episode and you see what conversation they're having it's a big deal right. and I do remember like Schwartz and James hugging and Sheena and Schwartz and we forget that Schwartz was like on the outs too, just like Sandoval. So I think there's some like Schwartz redemption yeah. in those scenes. Okay. And, and we don't know what they're, they're saying. Like there could be big scenes there, you know? True. Yeah. Um, okay. And then is that feel- all of all of the scenes on the thing? Yeah. I, I yeah, I'm, I almost don't want to talk about Kim and Croy, if, <laughs> but I just, I mean, I'll just say quickly, I don't know if you guys saw this on TikTok or whatever. They keep getting, which I'm like, what is the like, legality i understand the legality of body cam footage being public for the safety of the public because then when cops do shady shit we can see it and they can't obstruct it but it seems like a fucked up loophole that we get to see all these like domestic disputes on tiktok i no i agree and i'm glad i'm i'm glad you said something because i that's a question i had i wanted to ask you body cam footage i know the public has access, exactly what you said, but TMZ can buy it and brand it right. and give us a peek into two public figures horrific yeah. fighting. And like, did they, did, is it just available to the public and TMZ got it like officially? They just search every time there's a call to that house, probably. But like, is all, yeah, I guess my question is, is all body cam footage, regardless of what you witness, available to the I guess I. It seems like it should have to be released or something, but then I guess you also, think TMZ shouldn't be able to brand it and like say it's a TMZ exclusive right. or whatever. Yeah, I've watched like there's like a Teen Mom situation that I've watched. I've Kim and Croy like a million times. The cops have been going to their house seemingly weekly for the whole year, and it's horrible. Um, and just to add that also in the midst of this and what I just saw, which I'm like, oh my God, this is horrible what you guys are going through. In the midst of this, Kim Zolziak is on Instagram and Twitter posting, we're having a new baby. Click the link to find out what this ultrasound is for. Is that for. on Celeb Buzz too? Yes. So if you're saying, she, it's she psychotic. Is, she's profiting off the speculation about a marriage that is the most toxic shit I've ever witnessed in my life. It's really dark. I'm actually afraid, like, I'm going to say it now, like, I am afraid to even touch this with a 10-foot pole because when I watched it, I oh. was like, this is going to end oh, no, no, I know. with that's, something horrible. That's why I don't want yeah, that's why I don't like, even really want to talk afraid, about it. Like, I'm afraid, I'm afraid. Yeah. I, like, I, I, Croy I, seems, it's interesting though, I mean, the comments are all very much in defense of Croy. Basically, every single comment is like, she ruined him. And I'm like, he's grown. Like, uh, they mean, participated together. They're a folly a deux. They're a folly a deux, <laughs> like you just said. Um, what does that mean? Two twin follies? Yeah. Like, folly a deux. Uh, what does it stand for? It's like the two people acting a fool together. I know it's the name of the beautiful new Joker film that's coming out. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, yeah. Twin follies yeah it's like two people doing fucked up shit together i saw i i also we got two perspectives we saw how pissed and rage filled and fed up croy is and then we saw how sad 
Kim was to be screamed at. She well, can't all leave the comments house. were like crocodile tears really? about Kim. Anti Kim. I mean, uh, what I did mean, you I... just say about that article? What? No, I. She's I... playing both sides. She's here's here's what she's doing. She is so craven, and Kim is. I I don't feel any qualms about calling her craven. Mm-hmm. She's craven for money. And even a little bit of publicity that she is using Celeb Buzz, who's offering her maybe like a hundred bucks <laughs> to post shitty links to old, outdated articles yeah. and have them have provocative clickbait. Vicky does it too. Yeah. I understand though why. Well, I'm not saying I understand, but Croy is pissed because there's all these updates going out into the world saying they're going to Chili's and they're having a new baby <laughs> and they're back on their marriage, which Kim is perpetuating that is boggling his mind. Yeah. So it's just, it's horrible. I mean, they need, they need a restraining order on each other. Yeah. They need to be Yeah. Apparently separated. like the cops were saying that the kids are the ones that called because they were like, what are he, you doing here? He goes, what kids? <laughs> he goes, what? It's so not funny. I, I'm just, it's so Yeah. Why the hell did you up? laugh? No, he goes, he, he's just, he's so pissed. It, it's, 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 it's awkward laughter because yeah. he was so pissed. You watch it. He just he's, looks like he's screaming. He's at a on cop. the brink. Yeah. And it looked like they almost arrested him if you watch till the end now this because is, he's saying no. you're not allowed to be here. Yeah. So this is not funny at all. But my solution is, and to wrap this up, um, it's, it's, this is a horrible situation. Kim and Croy, you need to remove yourselves. This, it will never feel more toxic than how it does now when you're living in the same home with yeah. what your children and it's bankruptcy and it's horrible. Here's what I'll say is one possible solution. That's my real advice. Then my turtle time advice is, do you want to take Croy and I'll take Kim and let them stay you, with us? You, you choose. Separately. I'm yes. I will house Croy or Kim, depending on what I'll you want. I'll take Croy because he is a jack of all trades, and I have some projects for him. What would he? Is there? What could he do to earn his keep around? He could here? style my wigs, like he did for Kim. <laughs> Croy did that. <laughs> yes, he did. I don't remember that. He did. He he styled as them? a longtime Don't Be Tardy viewer. And just so you know, this is the break in. <laughs> that was real news. This is now Turtle Time hot or whatever take. You know, speculation, just silliness. Okay, um, I bet he can do any kind of plumbing or carpentry repair. Okay. Um. So I get Kim IKEA. Okay. Okay. You can I, go gambling with Kim. No, I'm I'm full. I'm full. Whatever a light intervention is on Kim. I'm saying Kim. I'm sorry, you don't have car privileges because I know you're going to go out and gamble. You have to sit with me and my wife under our Christmas tree and talk about what's going on and figure out a new path for your life and find out what interests you apart from gambling. Yeah. We, we would watch, maybe I could watch Don't Be Tardy for the Party for the first time so she could reminisce on the better times Yeah, with Croy. I just, I, oh man, I, it, it really like breaks my heart because... I understand that um, when you do watch the show that you're like, wow, you guys are spending way more than you have. And she gambles a ton and buys unlimited shit online and like just designer goods and just spend, 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 spend. And of course, that's always going to crash and burn. Mm -hmm. But like, I do think that they had a great love story and like their family was sweet and like they had like their dogs. And then at one point on the show, their dog like there was an accident and he attacked their son and they did this whole thing where they they kept the dog which i like really like respected like they like went through the hard work of keeping him and i saw that dog in the video and i was so sad because i was like this household is broken it's so sad yeah, and like i feel so bad for the kids i i i totally agree they had 
a real spark of love. And it's like any marriage can go from heaven to hell. It's scary. And they're in hell right now. Yeah. And I feel like if they even just had weeks to be apart and breathe and think about life outside of that yeah. hell hole, they, they would have completely different outlooks. And it's just like they're in misery together. Yeah. Like, Absolute they, misery. Yeah, they need Susie Orman. They need to sell everything Susie they own. Orman? The financial expert. <laughs> financial expert to the stars. You've never seen Susie Orman. They, no. Kristen Wiig used to always play her on SNL. She oh. was on Oprah all the time. Um, she's like a brass tax money lesbian who okay. tells you to cut out the Starbucks. She would hate that waste of money. Um, all Starbucks. <laughs> if you're broke. Okay. Okay. So she gives Uh, advice to people who are are broke. Yeah. Like she used to, on Oprah, they would have people that were in massive debt and uh, she'd be like, well, let's look at your expenses. And it would always be like insane. Uh, Yeah. I'm no Susie Orman, but I would say (laughs) they have to sell the house, sell all their stuff. They need to move in either with you and I separately (laughs) or separate condos that they rent. Yeah. Kim could be a cast member on Atlanta. Yeah. She was able to say to production, I will never refuse a call time and I will film (laughs) with these people, with with my fellow cast members every single time. I'm sorry I have a reputation as being negligent Mm -hmm. on my duties. She could be back on Atlanta. Yeah. She really could. Yeah. That's a significant, that's a significant amount of money. She's just like completely delusional and in denial and so obsessed with keeping up appearances I know she like really needs to like be humbled and be like I can't have a Range Rover right anymore I, I can't yeah it's like you just have to say what actually matters in life and obviously what is essential to their life now is creating a horrible horrible nightmare for them so they need to be removed from their wealth and they need to figure out a realistic strategy for building income again. Right. And I know, I think they could do it separate from each other. I think yeah. it's just them together. And also that we have to account for Kim's presumed um, gambling. For uh, sure. Hor- like, that you know, seems like, to be one of the main issues. So we got to, we have to figure out, you and I, just how we get her to not gamble anymore. Yeah take her phone away and the what if keys did, i don't know if any we have any gambling addicts that listen to this but if you scratch that itch with a fake gambling <laughs> mechanism that only pays you out and let's say like crypto like one percent of what the actual worth is and you get that same thrill but the money is one hundredth of what you actually spend would that scratch the itch like does doing games like a a slot (laughs) machine on your phone but knowing that you could only make the ratio um within your means does that scratch? that's like drinking non-alcoholic beer that's a good thing right well but if not if what you want is the high (laughs) okay i'm i'm saying she can still it's still a recovery process yeah doesn't wouldn't some itch be scratched and if the sums of money just didn't equate to i mean tell, tell me if i'm wrong i've never i'm not a gambler i've never yeah. done this i i have no no attraction i think it's to gambling. like the behavior itself like i was watching teen mom and <laughs> one of the girls her mom is a gambling addict and she was in rehab for i think drugs 
and possibly alcohol too, but gambling was a part of it. Uh-huh. And she was saying like, when I gotta get out of here, let's go play bingo at the town hall or whatever. And she was like, bingo's gambling, bitch. Like she was like, even that was like, that's the behavior that they think, I think is a slippery slope. But aren't they games? They're games. Maybe she can't play games. Right. That can be her new tagline. <laughs> I traditionally like to have fun, but I can't play games. <laughs> I legally can't play games. <laughs> You knew me as used to be having fun, but I legally can no longer play games. It'd be like getting in a fight with me is a gamble, but that's a bet I can't take. Are you? We're <laughs> pitching new Kim taglines, right? For Atlanta. Yeah. Um, the only thing I'm gambling with now is my livelihood. <laughs> is my love life. Is my love life. The only thing I'm taking a huge gambling risk on is my love life. It would be like, I'm putting all my chips into my love life and that's, I'm raking it in or something. That's one of the best ones. And this is not, this is, Kim would, I think Kim uh, would like what we're saying. I don't think we're being offensive. Yeah. We're not, we're, we already gave our full accounting of it. This is just, you know, I I, I don't know. She's going to, she's going to, they just need to separate. That's, totally. that's my main advice. I, is it like a thing where can the courts legally separate them because they keep think, fucking calling 911 I think a third party or like some sort of press outlet who has witnessed what's going on is the only ones who can deem that they should be separated so someone like hypothetically you or I could put in the <laughs> we'll go back request. to court like we did for Sheena that, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. The last thing I'm going to say is just that I saw again. I'm on TikTok. I need to delete the app. I'm on here too much. I wait. No, you can't. I know, but it's you can't like delete. I stay up so late. It's so bad. Um, but Bethany did a post about Kim and Croy, oh, and at first I was like, oh god, like here we go. Um, she loves to bring up her traumatic childhood, but it actually was like quite relevant and um interesting. I, I you saying anything positive about Bethany is music to my ears. <laughs> I'm so happy. Uh, no, it was interesting because she was first of all very empathetic about them. She wasn't being judgmental. She was saying how sad it was. And she didn't say this is sort of like the Bethany clause. <laughs> she did not say Bethany clause. Um, she, but she brought up the racetrack, her favorite thing to talk oh, about. Oh, but of course. it was relevant in this case because of the gambling. And she was saying how she grew up in a house of horrors where her mom and stepdad or whatever were in constant, like brawling, fighting, making up, uh, having money and then having none cars getting repossessed her having to go stay with someone else just like and she was like she said she was triggered by the kim and croy video because she was like that's exactly what my household was like which is so fucking sad because i feel like the bierman children had like a good life i mean and now they're gonna be fucked because they're still really young i know Oh no! I know it's hard. They, I, I mean, some people say, I guess gamblers say, it's the worst addiction because it just like financially ruins you, right. and you like can't recover from that. Versus getting help for something, if you're still alive, you can start, start to get help. But they're financially ruined, and you're right. I mean, they had they they were they were doing well. They just lived yeah. beyond their means, and she has a gambling addiction. I forget what I was going to say, but Bethany, I, I'm glad that she had a reasonable, you know, take on this thing and didn't like try to like make more of it yeah. than just saying um david milch did that this just reminded me i, I just read this book you uh-huh. know david milch no oh he's the, he's a creator of deadwood okay he got so much money from nypd blue and all these like uh 
network shows that he created that he had like six hundred million dollars. Like Whoa. he was just his residuals. Like he was the that was, richest. That was the heyday. Yes, and he would like buy houses for cast members, like on his shows. Like he was like the most. He didn't not give a shit about mo- uh, money at all because he just had so much. And he would go to the racetrack, and he was in debt. Like. 10 or 15 years later, like he had gambled away. It's maybe not 600 million, but it's a staggering amount of money that you can't even imagine someone making now. Like maybe, maybe a hundred million and he gambled it all away. Insane. And now, yeah. Anyway, that's the David Milch minute, but I'm glad you brought up Kim and Croy. (laughs) I think that was actually fruitful. I'm like actually so worried about them. Like, Ugh, like it just feels like it keeps going and being unresolved and I don't really pay attention to it because it keeps being like oh they're actually back together again which also Croy seems to be confused about yes so it sounds like she's holding the cards it, and Kim needs to stop leaking purposefully leaking information to press for money yeah because it's convoluting their story right. and and um, adding to why people are so confused about the situation they just both need to yeah, I mean, we've said it enough. Yeah, I mean, it's... he at one point uh, said to the cop that Kim is getting with other men. Yeah, making love. Which I'm like, I can't even imagine her having the energy to do that unless she's like trying to find a new big papa. It's probably like, it's reminding me of um, Sharon Stone in a Casino. Yeah. Where it's like... Acting out. Acting out and also like you're, you know, like she feels like she has to lay the groundwork for the next step post Croy. That character, she like tortures Robert De Niro. She's, I mean, now that I said it, she kind of is like Sharon Stone in Casino. <laughs> I mean, glamour. Right? She has it all. She's, I love that film. What's I her think name Sharon's, in that? Like Pepper or something? Ginger. Ginger. I, actually, I knew it was a little spice. Ginger. She, that's one of the best performances <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. If, if our little turtle cuties have not seen Casino, watch Sharon Stone in that. She rips the hell out of that performance that, i've said it before best fashions ever that movie i think like her the costume budget for her alone was like a million dollars it's so fun i mean get in the las vegas spirit watch how the mob <laughs> used to run vegas and watch Ginger, vegas baby vegas baby and watch sharon stone just fucking slay the ginger performance she's, she's a bad so, mommy she She's horrendous. And she loves James Woods. James oh, yeah. Woods is like this slimy, devious. You've never seen a character that was this slimy and, and devious. And he just whispers in her ear. He goes, Ginger, come back to me. Where are you at, honey? Give me Robert De Niro's money. I need it so bad right now. And it's like, uh, anyway. Remember Jill Zarin's dog, Ginger, that would lick the inside of her nostril? Of course I remember that dog. I hope Ginger is still with us. Oh, no way. Do you, rem- oh, do you remember when uh, Ginger and Jill invited Bethany over to do her um, redecorated apartment? And she had the big, I think it was a yin-yang table and oh, stuff. Yeah. And Bethany had to bite her tongue about how bad it that looked. That hideous redesign by her friend Brad. <laughs> yeah. Remember when Brad oh, was God. like in Morocco all of a sudden for no reason? When they were- he was iconic. Yeah, he was. Everyone was like, what's his deal? I am. I kind of... I was over Jill and I was mad at her for all this stuff. And now I kind of missed Jill. Those are you? the days. I My uh, DVR recorded a bunch of like season three Roni that I haven't watched, but I will. Uh, but the icon now is the new cast like on DirecTV. And I'm like, get their asses off my screen it's, when I'm watching the old Roni. It doesn't make any sense to go to Roni on Peacock and see that new cast, knowing that 13 seasons were dedicated to a previous incarnation. It just doesn't make sense brand wise no it's whack um, um oh, did right. you did you uh, did you read the the 
just let's finish this. Did no, you, you didn't link me. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, <laughs> Brian Moylan. I, I I do think that's worth checking out for anybody. Um, Vulture. It's Vulture, which Vulture is paywalled. But if oh, you go it to it's across the board, it is. It's paywalled unless someone links you or you go okay. through social media. But if you ever want to get around a paywall, and I'm not <laughs> saying to do this all the time. But there is a website called 12 Foot Ladder where you just input a link that's paywalled and you get access to the article. But don't do that all the time. (laughs) Only use that strategically. And then, but I think you should pay for journalism. I'm just saying if there's something that's so essential that you have to look at it and it's almost, it's news that you have to have, that's an emergency resource. Is that okay? Yeah. Oh, it's bad. (laughs) If you're a, oh God, I think, oh no, don't. Don't go to 12-foot ladder. I'm just saying if you have to see something that's paywall, that's... Okay. Well, maybe you can screenshot the article and send it to me. <laughs> Is that better? <laughs> that's much better. Actually, don't use 12-foot ladder. I will screenshot the article to anyone who needs it if you don't have Vulture premium subscription. Okay. Great. Did we do good? Yeah. Let's uh, turtle piss break and then... You have to piss? I do. And then um, Southern Charm minute. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think we would talk for an hour and I think it's that means it's good because if we were spinning our wheels and running out of fumes um, 30 minutes later, I would have been upset. That was a good hour. Let's piss. Then like you said, (laughs) Southern charm for, to honor the, um, what do we call our Southern charm? Uh, the Southern Charm Challenge. Yes. Honor the Southern Southern Charm. Oh, you have to piss. Okay, sorry. Okay, sorry. <laughs> you can see me starting to yeah, you, be like, I gotta okay, go. So, okay, sorry, sorry. Southern Charm, Beverly Hills, uh, Salt Lake City Winter House, certified turtle piss. I'm sorry, Amy. The couch is just soaked. Amy <laughs> <laughs> pissed. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay, let's clean up the couch. We'll be right back. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. We cleaned up, right? We're all good. It was uh, it was not as bad as I thought. A huge puddle, but we're drying out the. I cushion. had a wee wee pad under me. Yeah, luckily, which we don't ever get too into certified turtle piss breaks. But if we ever do miss one, we just let it go, and then we wear diapers and wee yeah, wee pads, like that astronaut. Which which astronaut? The one that drove cross country to go see the other astronaut. You don't remember that? She like went insane and was dating, I think, another astronaut, and she wanted to drive cross country to go find him, and so she wore a diaper. You don't remember that? Can, uh, can you elaborate on this uh, story that I've never heard? I don't heard? know much more about it. Wasn't there a movie about it? This is a real life story? Yeah. So, okay. I- I'm sorry. Do you mind if I clear up the details? <laughs> One astronaut had pri- 
previously dated an astronaut. I think. They separated. They were across the country. And yeah. then this astronaut wanted to get back to their former love astronaut yeah. and decided to hightail it across the country wearing a diaper. Yes. And this was enough of that. That detail was notable enough to where that's the one aspect of the story that people The diaper is the big thing. And it was this, like late night fodder. And this happened in real life. Yeah. It and was in, maybe five years ago, maybe more. So 2000, 2018. Yeah, I'm making that up. I mean, I you know how I am with time. I'm going to look up astronaut diaper. <laughs> you think astronaut diaper is going to cover it? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, while you look that up, I'll tell you. Astronaut diaper, it immediately says Lisa Nowak. <laughs> okay. Lisa Nowak. It says uh, the Denver Post diaper wearing astronaut jailed in love triangle plot. Diaper wearing astronaut <laughs> jailed in what plot? Uh, Lisa Nowak. Why the astronaut drove 900 miles to attack her ex's girlfriend. Oh my God! I well, I'm going. Uh, I think I have so many questions. Oh, sorry, that, it was 2007. It was a long time ago. Okay, I I don't know what I was doing. I was in college, and I get I I don't know. I didn't. I wasn't paying attention to the news like that. But I'm going to read that article after. Great. Um, um. By the way, my cat is like absolutely railing into your backpack. I think she smells your puppies and is excited about it. I like that. I put a bunch <laughs> of little um food items in there because I bring uh, bologna you know sandwich to your house and so maybe <laughs> she smells like my little lunch pail in well, there but now she's licking her butt so. i also wanted to say because i didn't say already just how beautiful your apartment looks festively oh, thank you. you you won't be able to see it i think on on youtube and so don't even try but it's <laughs> it looks beautiful in here thanks okay i'm glad that you're here to experience it oh this is good okay <laughs> southern southern charm for people who wait yes to do the southern charm challenge what the hell was this episode called? <laughs> Chasing Waterfalls. Okay. I guess that works. Yeah. Yeah, not as lazy as um, normal. Not not as lazy <laughs> as Jamaican Me Crazy. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm like, what are the lyrics to Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls? Stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to. Yeah. I know if that you want to have it your way. Or no way yeah. at all. But, but I, think I think you're, you're moving, moving too fast. fast. Can I tell you a horrible memory I have? <laughs> okay. I, I watched that video whenever it came out. I don't know how young I was, but I had no grasp of what that song was talking about. And people were like disappearing in the video. And like, they, it's like a video and it shows people like disappearing or whatever. And then someone, an elder told me, I go, I don't understand this video for this song. And they go, they're dying of AIDS. <laughs> and I was like, what? Is that true? I don't I have no clue. <laughs> I just, I've never looked it up, but I just, I, I, that's just, oh, sorry. I didn't even mean to bring that up, but I guess, okay. Maybe well, I should. Do you remember the unpretty music video where someone, they show someone getting their breast implant taken out? And I remember being scarred by that. <laughs> no, I don't remember that either. It was like a treatise on like beauty standards. And it included like a girl, like being like, I don't know. Uh, pressured into getting breast implants or something. And I remember being like eight years old and being like, oh my what, God. What era was this in? <laughs> Late 90s? Yeah, I, I swear. Early I think, thousands? I'm gonna look, early thousands. I'm going to look up and I'm not, I, I don't, I've never thought about that thought and up until now. But <laughs> so I have to look into what that means. It could have just been their interpretation of what it meant. I thought it was like, I thought that song was about don't cheat. <laughs> right. Candy didn't write that one. Did she? No. Uh, I don't know. Maybe she. Well, no, she wrote no scripts. Okay. All right. Well, if that, okay. and, and I'm sure that that's not what that song, or that video is about. But someone like wanted to make they me scarred you. Really think about that. Okay. Um, okay so yeah. So what? So Bapa do? Did, 
<laughs> did you <laughs> did you like this episode of um southern charm um it was good i feel like um we're it feels a little tiresome at this point to continue to go over what did or did not happen i was fe- i was feeling for you in this episode because it was like they had just started to move past it and then of all things page six right reports on it and so they they literally rehash it right and it's they get the all, same information yes and it resets them to six episodes before you know pre, like whatever uh before this and yes yeah, so they and, and yeah you're right no new information it's right like, it just makes them all mad again right so i was thinking this is like the worst case scenario <laughs> for you if you didn't want to think about the storyline anymore right i'm just like like some of them were saying it's like olivia still thinks that they had um Austin and Taylor had sex or whatever and it's kind of like at this point it's clear they're not going to admit it so you either need to yes move on yes thinking that they're lying yes. or believe them because we can't talk about it anymore I agree and it seems like there were some other details where Austin made love to one of Whitney's good friends right. and also had made love to one of um uh one of Olivia's other friends so there was new information for her mm-hmm. and I sort of understand I guess why she got re uh hindered by right. that news mm-hmm. but I I guess it's just like I don't I I guess I did want them to move past as a group and start to focus on new things but then again I don't know what or contrary to that what would this trip have been about if they weren't talking about that like I like there really is nothing new going on in this group that right. I don't know this trip could have been really boring had this not been brought up true yeah like I like some people were saying that Whitney said I have to go work and he just immediately leaked that to page 6 so that while they're on a trip they would have to all fight about this again because the trip was seemingly boring up to a point. And the right. timing does work out. Why did it come out right when they were on the cast trip right. altogether? Yeah. True. It's true. Um, <laughs> okay. I just wanted to say at the beginning, um, they it's boring at the beginning. They're just going to everybody's rooms and stuff. Uh-huh. But um, Whitney, Whitney's Bethany Claus is bringing up that Pat used to be married to a relative of Ian Fleming. Yes, um, I, I have heard that story before. So he was talking about how Goldeneye is, it, it has like a Jamaica subplot or whatever. I've never seen it. But yeah, he was like, yeah, he always talks about how like the martinis that James Bond had, like he knew the recipe. Right. Ian Fleming right. made those. And I'm like, you literally have basically no tie to that situation. I'm right. like, your mom, one of her husbands was the like brother or the cousin of but Ian Fleming. What was one of her husbands? Was it before Whitney was born? Or I after? don't, it might have been after because he talks about that they were friendly and stuff. So I think it was in his. Okay. So one of lifetime. his dads yeah. at some era of his life yeah. was the nephew of Ian Fleming. <laughs> Something like that. Okay. I mean, I, 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 only because I've heard it multiple times, I didn't think he needed to um, say it again. And also, I think Shep, imagine how many times Shep has heard this. Right. Yeah. I know. I was like, you don't need to tell him if I know. Right. Um, and then I'm just going to say one quick thing. I know you don't like to talk about people's appearances, <gasps> but when Madison was walking to the pool, I was literally like, bazinga. And then later, Craig said that Paige was like, I want her tits on my body, which would be crazy. She says, they say, um, she, she has cannons. 
right? Did, yeah. Did they say something and then she... Olivia's like, I have lemons. Yeah. Um, I, I will I will only comment on appearance. Well, I know it's a, it's it's horrible for me too. But I will say they made a moment of Madison coming to the pool and almost Taylor. <laughs> you could tell like Taylor is also like giving Madison the yeah. up down. Like they really did focus on Madison. So I, I'm permitted, I think, to talk about it. It was definitely a huge moment when Madison. Yeah, she's like otherworldly looking. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to say a little turtle cutie DM'd us that Good. Olivia posted about Elvis on her stories. I just saw it. I, um, where was she? Where she was with? I don't all know what that wall was, but Olivia, please, you have to tell us. We, I want to know. We could talk exclusively for thirty minutes about just this Elvis history that you have. Yeah. She loves him more than I've seen anyone love it's him. It's insane. Yeah, she loves him. Okay, um, so what else? What else happened? In yeah, this, this, this is basically the page six thing drops, and oh, then right, and then and then um, and then they all have to go to their trip. And Olivia just completely like does not want it, right? Yeah. Is that, they play uh, horror music when she sees the article. Yes. And then she's like, I was on a trip. I um, didn't, this is the last thing I wanted to think about. Now I have to bring it all up again. Taylor and Madison by the pool, they have their talk. And Madison apologizes for that dinner where she said um, she saw her naked mm. and, and said she was acting holier than thou. Uh-huh. So that that was nice. Yeah. Um, how did you feel about the way that the buses fell? I feel like, I don't understand why it needed to be two different trips because essentially they did the same activity. I also do not know and <laughs> wanted to ask you first, say these buses were outside your house now. Yeah. One's going to Blue Hole and <laughs> one's going to Waterfall. Which I, trip would you have gone on? I'd go on the hole, to the hole, because Shep kind of got fucked. He, in my opinion, got the flop bus. Oh, I agree. The B-lister he- bus. I agree he got the B-listers, but I think his trip, I actually, if there was more fun people on it, our, yeah. our primaries, I would have rather done the rope swing. Okay, so activity-wise, but not group-wise. I like those slippery rocks. <laughs> I, I, I think activity-wise, I would have gone on Shep's trip, but you're right. Uh, Craig got Olivia, him. Uh, no, 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 I'm sorry. He got Taylor. Yeah. Uh, Austin. Yeah. Himself. Madison. Yeah. Just those four. Yeah. So he got he got like the Stacked. core cast. Yeah. Shep got JT, Rod, <laughs> Olivia, and Vanita. Okay. You couldn't even barely remember her name. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not a Vanita slander. Um that's not Vanita slander. I forgot uh, I mean she who... didn't, like didn't say shit this episode. I think um it is not on us anymore to vouch for Vanita on the show it's up to the casting directors to realize that Vanita has nothing to do with this group and does yeah. not talk and none of them are legitimate friends with her so her scenes don't have any impact yeah and it's it's not our fault you know that we that that's how we feel about Vanita <laughs> yeah she's just not integral to this cast no um uh, so so you would go to Blue Hole but for the company <laughs> but activity wise would you have I mean just 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 one note the swim up bar at Craig's Blue Hole was not serving alcohol. Yeah, they said that, but then didn't. Okay, so the beers were being ordered at the other place. Shep uh, got to, they had champagne or whatever okay. out for them at, at wherever their destination was. Okay. So they were allowed to drink. I will say the Austin and Craig backflips and shit were a little extreme for me. I would not be doing that. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I was but like, the ladies how... did, weren't doing that, so I could participate. Um, but I did enjoy their whole um, fertility and egg conversation. Uh, yeah. That was funny. Uh, yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> what were they? They were talking about how 
uh, chicken eggs are not fertilized, <laughs> the ones we eat. Yeah, and then they put Austin on the spot to explain how eggs are made, and then they're talking about Madison's eggs. Yeah, and I know perfectly, <laughs> and that's why I don't even feel compelled to talk about it. But I also <laughs> thought that was funny as well and great. And then on the bus, they try to also talk about the gigantic elephant in the room which is the yeah. page six article came out and yeah. austin goes i'm gonna take a nap right now yeah. instead of talking about that totally um but yeah the article revealed that taylor also hooked up with a friend of Sudler smith oh i'm sorry yeah yeah um i'm sorry yeah austin didn't do that i i, I made a huge error i said that austin made out with a yep. whitney friend it was taylor hooked up yeah. with a whitney friend yeah taylor did. yeah and Shep goes does anyone know who that is <laughs> He's like, he's shocked by the news. And, yeah. and I also like when he sees his quote where it says, <laughs> right? It says, Shep is not bothered at all by this and is oh, actually right. defending. It's like someone, some inside source. <laughs> yeah. So he goes, that's Are they accurate. in the room with us? Yeah. He goes, he goes, that's accurate, actually. I am defending Taylor. <laughs> yeah. But then he said it made it, makes him look like a pussy. And Olivia was like, because maybe you are. Yeah. Um, and then he narks out, um, taylor about the text where she was like well maybe i'll go stay with austin then and olivia was like are you fucking kidding me yes now in in olivia's defense that new detail i see why that and page six in conjunction made her rethink this yes yeah. not now taylor is still doing this yeah hitting Pitting Shep right. and Austin against each other, using Austin as jealousy leverage against Shep. Yeah. That is It's demented. It's yeah. Demented? And then <laughs> Demented. Uh, and then, uh, anyways, there's more to come. Uh, JT cannot stand up straight at these falls. No. Uh, Shep <laughs> rightfully says that JT is water repellent, and he <laughs> slips and falls in water. Yeah. And then Shep gets excited because he's like... They filmed the movie Cocktail here, and Olivia gets stoked. I'm like, that's one of the movies she likes. She's a film buff, I think. (laughs) Have you ever seen Cocktail? Yeah, but like a million years ago. I've never seen it. He said this is where where they make love and she gets pregnant. I was like, forgot. Is it Elizabeth Shue? I'm not sure. I've never seen it. That's like a huge deficiency in my Tom Cruise filmography. I've never seen Cocktail. It's fun. Okay. Uh, I don't think it's like one of my favorites, but you know. Oh, I thought it was your favorite movie. <laughs> um, okay. And then Taylor was being performative when they ordered the fish, uh, by the water hole or yeah. whatever. And Taylor's like, where's the eyeball? I'm gonna eat the eyeball. I'm an adventurous eater. And I'm like, that no one said that it was good. Like, it's not like a delicacy. You just like poked out the eyeball of this weird blue hole fish yeah. and ate the eyeball. And she was like, it was chalky. I was like you're trying too hard yeah um megan said it was giving pick me yeah for sure and then she's like i also eat rocky mountain oysters yeah I was like, okay. what is that testicles yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm just like anyways <laughs> yeah um i'd be like congrats yeah <laughs> do you think is everything is is taylor's entire personality and what she's giving us on the show um reflective of how burned she was by Shep or do you think if we had Taylor even not centered around Shep and she was just on her own as a full-time cast member would she be flopping like this just as a person on a show I mean she doesn't have that much going on like has she ever said anything outside of this um day chaser (laughs) great (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) I'm honestly shocked that there hasn't been Day Chaser in the last two episodes. It's true. Um, Okay, and then do we want to talk about what's going on at Blue Hole? 
Sure. I think Craig is sort of just saying, you guys need to tell us exactly what happened or say, fuck off if this is the truth and no one else can talk about it anymore. And Austin right. goes, that's where I'm at. Yeah. I'm at the fuck off stage where we are yeah. not talking about this anymore. And Taylor is progressively throughout this episode more and more emotional by this to, to the point where at dinner she can barely speak. She's like, yeah. I have no energy to talk about this. <laughs> yeah. It's like her, her, the worst She's day like of her life. She's like crying. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Craig is like, Taylor, you basically have to choose Austin or Olivia. Like it's not happening. It's he not is so, working. He is so black and white with his like exes thinking. He's like, people can't be friends with exes. <laughs> yeah. You have to choose. And yeah. then, and then I, I, can I skip to it? They all go to dinner at yeah. Miss T's, mm-hmm. which it looks good. It did. This is the focal point. It was almost like a little bit of filler. Let's And to answer your question, why the hell did they have to go on two separate trips? It doesn't make sense from an entertainment perspective. Right. It is only because they now separate people on groups intentionally so they can have private conversations yeah. that can then lead to blow-ups. Yes. There's no natural reason for this no. group to be split. Yeah, they were just each... Of course, Olivia and Taylor had to be on separate buses so that they could talk about both sides. In those scenes, though, they suffer from it. Like the yeah. fact that they were isolated, you lose half of the power of the cast being together. And then the dinner scene was great, but I think you could have had an explosive dinner scene even if they had been together drinking yeah. all day. Well, they also were just so tired, yes. like from drinking and like swimming, that by dinner they were all completely zonked. They were. They were zonked. They stunk like the blue hole. Taylor <laughs> yeah. said. Um, the the uh, the fight instantly happens right, like at the at the table. Can I quickly sure, say that, did you groan when Olivia was like, love is FaceTiming me? I'm like, not now. I I also thought not now. I'm like, get out of here. You're not on this trip. I was hoping that Leva just was, you know, checking in on Olivia's well-being, you know, truthfully. But also, I think if you're cynical, you could just be like, Leva <laughs> needed to be on this trip in the form yeah. of her face on the bus talking to Olivia. She needed like an outsider that has no real stakes in the situation to get Olivia riled up. Yes. You know, but I was like, do you really need to be FaceTiming someone right now before dinner? Yeah. And it it put, it made everybody have to like wait for Olivia at the table so that she could have this like FaceTime call on the bus. So that, that's what made me think it actually maybe just legitimately level was calling her because it did, it seemed um, out of place. Like they didn't need that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Shep brings up the article to Taylor. Is that where it starts? Yeah, um, this is. It's so hard because there's so much stuff going on at this table. But Shep says again his advice for Taylor. I mean, uh, Taylor says in this episode, she goes, "Shep is my only advocate here. I'm like isolated, and only Shep is the one giving me advice." And Shep goes, "This is. These are the three things you need to say. I will never do that again. I'm sorry. You know, I did that to you. I am just here for you as a friend. However, you'll have me, and I'll never do this again." And she goes, "I've said that." And he goes, "Well, say it again, Taylor." Right. He's like, he's giving his advice, and she goes, "I can't, Taylor. I physically can't right yeah. now. I can't." Which yeah. is like. Uh, I don't know. I mean, a part of me was like, t- uh, I think for the show, entertainment-wise, I actually like that reaction because not a lot of people would do that. I, you don't hear a lot of I can't because a lot of people would just use Shep's advice to go in then and have that scene and yeah. pull Olivia away. So it was actually felt more natural that Taylor was just having a, a, right. a visceral reaction to like, I can't have this talk right yeah, now. You know, sure. it felt real. Yeah. Um, and then Olivia is like, 
saying what Leva told her and was like, JT has some shit to share. And then yes. she's like trying to talk to JT over the table. And she's like, actually, Rod, can you like get the fuck out of here? I want to switch seats with you. And yeah. Rod's like, okay. Right. Yeah, and they have this talk. <laughs> He's just like in the way. And then, they, and then they show a flashback, which we hadn't seen before, where JT says, I... I have heard these sleepovers happen very regularly and mm-hmm. they even happened while he, uh, him and Olivia were seeing each other. Right. Like it was a common occurrence. So you can take that as that is more on Taylor's defense because this is just a regular occurrence and she always does this or was something nefarious happening during those times. Right. And it adds more to this. It, it prolongs the amount of time they were hooking up. Right. Um, and then uh, Shep does a toast uh he you know it seems like at first he's trying to be nice he says you know we wish Paige was here hopefully we get to spend time with her and it seems like craig is already pissed off like he's already like yeah i hate you yeah you also you can tell when craig gets drunker because his hair gets disheveled yeah drinking red wine on the island interesting choice i was very surprised that they all ordered wine that's weird i would have gotten like I, I mean, I don't, yeah, I, I didn't know why they all chose to go that I route. I mean, I would drink white wine, but red wine at, when it's hot outside. Yeah. Chep goes, here's to Paige. I hope we will meet her someday. It's like a fully page focused <laughs> toast. <laughs> right. Um, and then it's like, so Shep and Taylor are talking, Craig and Olivia are talking. Um, and then it starts to just like bleed out into the full group. Olivia says, uh, Austin doesn't know how to apologize. Yeah. Then he starts getting into it. Uh, he's like, you're so hot and cold, yes. which I actually kind of believe him on that front because it sounds like she wants to be friends again and then finds out new shit and then gets pissed off and then hates him again. In his mind, in his mind, she's not finding out new shit. Sure. In, in his mind, it's like, we got over this. You're texting me. We're texting about just married or friends with benefits or whatever those movies yeah. that we watch together. And then page six happens with no new information. And now you're mad at me again. Yeah. And I'm tired of this. I'm exhausted. And she goes, you're exhausted, which is like <laughs> the worst thing he could have said. Yeah. So you're exhausted by this. I just found out that you fucked one of my friends, by the way. Right. You know, which is new information to her. Right. He's, he, so his, he should have um, taken this opportunity to not be exhausted. I understand potentially why he is exhausted because he doesn't think there's new information but he could have just like you know full hat in hand again apologize and probably could have remedied this but he's yeah. just like doesn't want to do it yeah at least he didn't get mad though no, i feel like normally he'd get pissed off but and, then rod and jt are the chivalrous guys again yes. who are getting so fired up about this austin goes i have been completely honest with you about all of this and rod goes completely honest about every <laughs> aspect you've been truthful that's your story and <laughs> Uh, Austin goes, what does it have to do with you? Right? <laughs> yeah. And then JT hears this, right? Yeah. Uh, JT goes, that's, oh, 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 because then Austin says, like, he starts to apologize again to Olivia. And JT goes, that's a hollow apology. <laughs> it's bullshit. I was hoping that Austin, if I were Austin, I would be like, well, I'm not going to do that here because this is a hostile environment. But, like, let's talk when we get back yes. or tomorrow. And instead he just went, oh, I'm sorry. And it's like, this isn't the environment. And of course she immediately was like, thanks so much. You asshole. Like, I don't yeah. want that here. I'm like, if you think that a real apology can happen in this environment, no, you're, you're mistaken. <laughs> you're right. So Austin gets credit for not blowing up and screaming, but also he could have given a real apology, not said he was exhausted by this information yeah. coming back up and uh, had a private apology. But then yeah. JT gets up, stands up, starts screaming. He says, that's Get a ho- up, stand up. Get up, stand up. He goes, stand up and be a man. He goes, 
this has to end. And it's like, and then Austin is laughing and Vanita is covering herself with napkins and Shep is looking away. So they made it seem like this is, um, you know, conflict that we all love. But I think it was embarrassing in the moment because totally. Austin is laughing. And Well, it's also like he keeps bringing up that he would love to date or have sex with Taylor. Right. So it's like, what are you talking about? Oh, right. I forgot that that sort of um, just and fully negates all of his uh, his moral high ground in this issue. Right. Because he would want to... It's very strange. Like, it is weird how... I thought it was performative. Totally. Uh, and Austin, I think Austin saying, JT, please, uh, th- he said, this is weird to me. It you know, is. confessional. Uh, and I think JT needs to tone down that he's the good Southern charm version of these Southern charm boys that we've seen. I think that that narrative, he needs to have more nuance because this is going to get uh, tiring. Yeah. I would rather him act poorly. Me too. (laughs) JT, get drunk and act horrible. Yeah. Um, Um, So yeah, Taylor's low key crying in the corner the whole time. Yep. Um, And Shep is like, all right, everybody, this is great. Let's go home. And Craig is like, shut up, sit down. You're like, I I don't know if he's pissed off that he's acting like he's the leader of the table or what, but Craig is already pissed. Here's why. Craig thought that they were going to get through to each other and have a moment where um, they can all reconcile. And he he thought that Shep was co-opting it by making them all leave. He's like, we're going to get somewhere here at the table today, which was not true. No. Not going to happen. So then the classic uh uh feud between yeah. them arises again where Craig immediately tells him shut your girlfriend your ex-girlfriend is crying shut up and sit down or whatever he calls he says your girlfriend he, oh yeah right okay yeah. i don't know if he said that he says your girlfriend is crying here and then Jeff goes what does this have to do with you because <laughs> you've got a long distance relationship with Paige you never have to have your issues under a microscope it just sets him off on like the one thing he wants to say yeah. he's like you get off scot-free because your girlfriend lives in New York and your relationship isn't under a microscope microscope he's like belligerent Craig's drunk uh then this is when he says like maybe like that's because I don't cheat so it doesn't matter if my relationship's under a microscope like yeah. that's why yeah. I quote get away with things he, he, Craig says you're a drunken shitty boyfriend yeah <laughs> and then um yeah and then and then Shep takes it um low as hell I, I don't really know what compelled him I think he's saying that Craig's relationship with Paige is not on camera for the most part so yeah like they Craig doesn't have to have the scrutiny of the world on their relationship yeah it's see- giving like housewives like yes. you don't share your life yeah it was Shep's version of that but then he takes it way lower after <laughs> you know talking shit about the relationship he says possibly that Paige cheated on craig and he says let's talk about that yeah which which there is no no. there there so it's kind of like okay whatever and then craig when he walks away he goes what a nut yeah what a nut (laughs) um i just i like that any fight that happens that 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 breaks out among the southern charm cast if even someone looks at shep or craig or if they look at each other they will fight with each other yeah if there's a fight happening they're just they're always so quick to be mad at each other yeah and that's been a constant all throughout southern charm I will say, I know that we're always saying how um, they're pushing the narrative that there's trouble in paradise so much with Craig and Paige and it's like boring and like they're probably fine, but whatever. But like the longer it goes on, the more I am like, since I'm tired of talking about it, I'm like, maybe there is something there. Like, I mean, I've always said like, I don't think she wants to marry him. I think if she wanted to, she would. Uh 
So I'm just saying I'm keeping it on my back burner that I don't believe that it's... they will take it all the way. Oh, okay. Wow. You, you know, you've never said that before. I don't think to me. I've, I feel like back in like summer house days, I was saying that when he was like kept pestering her about getting married. Mm -hmm. And then I feel like more recently he finally chilled about it and was like, okay, fine. We can like curb that conversation for now, except that the show keeps bringing it up. Yes. But like originally when like, remember she like cried at the pool party Uh because she was like, I don't want to leave New York. Yes. Um, I don't know. Part of me is just like, I mean, she's, how old is she again? I always 30? go over this. Like, she's pretty young, I think. Just not even 30 or Did she just turn 30? 30 at BravoCon? People will get so mad if I got her age wrong. I know she's just young as hell and, like, I think just turning 30 or in that yeah. range. And he's um, what? He's 35. Yeah. But he he was on the fast track to marriage and children in the Naomi days. He was, like, yeah. almost ready to get engaged then. So he's yeah. already so delayed from what he originally wanted. But I'm, gonna, I, I'm, I'm counter to you. And I don't agree with you respectfully. Yeah. I think Paige and Craig have a beautiful (laughs) relationship that is only being exploited by production to make it seem worse for us to create conflict. I think they're a wonderful couple and I think they will get married and have children. Okay. So I hope so. Can we take a Kim Zolziak (laughs) bet? (laughs) A hundred thousand dollars. A respectful turtle time (laughs) wager. Uh, Can we do one dollar? What about... Or I'm a, a little Starbucks short. order. Okay. If they either get married or break up in the next year. No, let's keep it on going. Oh. You want it in a Forever? year? Forever? Yeah, until they get married <laughs> or break up. Because why okay. in one year, you're going to probably win. You can't <laughs> win from just based off. No, it has to. Okay, just... whichever happens first. Whichever happens first. Okay. Okay. Well, the first turtle time wager. Okay. Um, I think we kind of ripped through. Yeah, um, we did. That, that Southern Charm, it only had you know a significant moment at the end the rest was sort of just rehash yes so now non-rehash can we talk about salt lake city yes which was called lazily as hell (laughs) bermuda blues and i forgot to bermuda birthday blues oh sorry triple b bermuda birthday blues they are really um heightening that everything is bermudian right there but um also the last week's episode was called uh hot tub blues bermuda it was called Berm- <laughs> bermuda views and hot tub blues it was yes i was like i was gonna say it to you i was like they said blues again so lazy they're like the episodes do what do we call it yeah it's now like the- us after we record our episodes we're like fuck what do we call I, it i'm already thinking what the hell we're gonna call this one we we have no energy after we're like olivia loves elvis <laughs> <laughs> if we name it that you'll know that we had no energy after this so i want to say up front I just want to preempt our conversation. I thought this Salt Lake City episode was awesome. It was good. I loved it personally. I thought it was so fun. I thought it had weird, surreal moments. I thought it had good actual conflict. I thought the Bermuda trip was fun. I thought it had examples of how games can actually be fun. (laughs) It it subverted a lot of tropes for me. And also Monica, again, is just so reinforced. I mean, she had a couple blips where we'll talk about, but Monica is just like a a shining star this season it's like true right yeah oh my gosh can i say a non sequitur really quick before we get in of course you can and then let me remind (laughs) me that i have one point just about the cast generally but you go ahead uh i know we're not like fully recapping it or whatever but i was watching potomac the other day in general and they played a game about like sex and like um 
who, who here prompted sh- it? Can I guess? <laughs> Giselle uh, or Ashley? It might have been. Who was it? Was it Ashley? It was who here swallows. <laughs> who said that? <laughs> there, there's no. There's no like. There's no nuance to that. They're just like. It was like. I forget how it came up, and then... I mean, that's that's honestly how ham-fisted Monica's sex talk <laughs> exactly. happened in this episode. Well, Robin shot her hand up, by the way. Did she swallow? Mm-hmm. Can, can we actually... Can we just quickly take take a pause? I know we didn't <laughs> talk about this, but we're just about to start Salt Lake City, but can I have your... You're, you're caught up on Potomac? Yeah. I was going to catch up. Yeah. Can I just have your... just Because I think it's beneficial, at least for me. Can I have your two minutes? Is the season getting better? Um, so they're on a cash trip on the last episode and I guess probably next week to Austin. So they're on their local trip. Which is a funny place for this group to go. I like Um, Austin, do you? Yeah, I, uh, I only went for like two days and it felt, um, very like gentrification washed while I was there. I felt like I was in like Silver Lake. Oh. There was like a Warby Parker and like a Starbucks and like a Yeti store. It just all felt kind of ordinary. So it had but... all three of my favorite stores within walking distance. No, <laughs> okay. I, we but, don't have to um, talk about Austin. Okay, anyways, but, it... um, but so they keep getting into Robin and Juan uh-huh. stuff. And the main detail I wanted that made me laugh, like her denial that I had to share was um, they all keep being like, did you read his text yes. with that woman or not? I have that question. And she goes... One thing that's crazy about Juan is he loves to clean out his phone. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa! Just one wacky thing about my husband. He's like weird, and so he deleted them. So what? What? What what was the reaction to that? People were basically like, it was like the office, like looking into the camera, like everyone was like, "Dear God." (laughs) I, I think I have to say, not knowing the context, Robin just doesn't care. Right? It's like pathetic though. It's like he has got like, this is what I give you, Robin. This is what our relationship consists of. If if you do one thing, I'm walking away immediately. Yeah. It's over. So yeah. she just, she's walking on eggshells with him completely. Right. He's always on the cusp of leaving or right. quitting the show or whatever. Yeah. It's sad. But that just like really made me laugh because she was like, yeah, it's weird. I don't know what to say. I mean, I understand why they're focusing on that because it is the, one of the biggest things that's ever happened in Potomac history. Yeah. Um, but yeah. what I watched the four episodes, I was like, this is boring as hell. Yeah. Yeah. Now the new drama is the new woman. I'm mm-hmm. forgetting her name, but um, her and Wendy are feuding about that curse that potentially yeah. her mom put on. And there was a funny moment when Wendy's like, Wendy is super downplaying her knowing this woman. And it turns out that their friend in common was like at wendy's baby naming or something like like she basically like got called out for lying so wendy did actually know the new cast member more than she let on i think so and then she goes it's implied that wendy's mom put like a curse Uh on this woman because they're from the same tribe or something yeah and then wendy's like that's not true like my mom would never do that and then they were talking about how i guess when mia yeah. Is that her name? I almost want to say Maya. Mia. Yeah. Um, when she first started that Wendy's mom talked a ton of shit about her. And then 
she was like, it wasn't a curse. And she reads what her mom said at that time. A curse upon thee. <laughs> it was literally with like the with glorious vengeance. <laughs> and everyone was like, why did you remind us that she said that? Like, that does not help your case. Like, it was literally about like yeah. fire and brimstone so, and uh, shit. That uh, Wendy's relatives are so... <laughs> protective of Wendy on the show yeah even though I'm not a huge Wendy fan yeah. I like her fine she's I, a lot I don't think that she just she's like I feel like she has vaulted herself to like top three cast member on Potomac when I don't feel like I get any entertainment from her yeah at all and it sounds like her family is is trying to make anyone who would even come close to Whitney's sacred status on the show that would even topple her for one second will curse you <laughs> to oblivion if you touch anything about Wendy, which yeah. is not good. You don't want your family rallying for yeah. you behind the scenes. You want to take on your own battles on that show, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. I also forgot about that Candace's mom is a bit of a mama Joyce. Yeah, she is. Uh, a little is a upsetting. Li- a little better, if I remember correctly, but dismissive of Chris. Yes. Right? Yes. I think I think Mama Joyce has to take the cake Always. for the worst. The worst. The worst um, Bravo mother. Yeah, I'll keep watching and if anything happens, I'll bring it up, but those were the moments that made me laugh. All right, uh, I just didn't want to leave our Potomac starved um, little turtle <laughs> cuties. I just hope that it gets better. I feel like they are in the doldrums um, on that show. Yeah. Just in general. There's something about the dynamic on that show that is getting stale, mm-hmm. even despite what Robin brings with her um, relationship with Juan. It's not enough. Yeah. I think I think both Wendy and Mia were misfires casting-wise, Mia especially, mm-hmm. and I don't see a lot of promise in the new cast member, so yeah. it's hard to deal with, with, with that many duds. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you guys ever are watching and you're like, holy shit, that was amazing, you guys should talk about it, you know, hit and, us and, up. And we will, you know... Knowing us, some timing of a release won't work, and we will probably have to catch up on Potomac and talk about it at length. But I'm glad that you caught me up um, just, you know, like that <laughs> yeah. for five minutes. Okay. You so, wanted to talk about the cast. Oh, I said, I was just saying, officially, officially, I think I can say that this entire cast with no changes just needs to come back next season. I want Angie back. Yeah. I, I'm not at all on the side of Angie's a dud. I like yeah. Angie now. I feel like she is, I've already said it, she did some calculated, contrived, shitty moves as a first-time cast member, but I, when she lets her guard down and doesn't try to fake shit for the camera, I like her energy. Yeah. She seems legitimately sweet with people. It seems like Lisa like loves Angie. Like mm-hmm. has, And Heather is warming up to Angie. Yeah. I think they like her dynamic in the group, and she's a good counter to Monica, where Monica is like the the more, what, propulsive one. Mm-hmm. But Angie's more taking a back seat, and I wish she could just resign herself to being a fun support character. Right. A uh, cast member. Yeah. But, I, um, like I, I mean, I, I don't know. I just think this cast, and also we know from the follow-up with Monica that it's going to be such a good season having this divided cast. Yeah, for anyway, sure. It's just, it's all I can say is just that Salt Lake City has been so good, and I thought this episode was just another great episode like yeah I just i this cast to me is just so dynamic and fun and there's so much conflict there natural yeah. conflict yeah it has been good um i liked how so the beginning of this episode is just them setting up for monica's birthday yes um whitney gives her a gift of a tank top that says salty af yep she's turning 39 okay she yep uh, uh and then uh so they're talking outside about the dinner the night before about the shut the fuck up comment um meredith says she doesn't believe in talking like that and then they flash back to her saying shit just like that yeah um and then 
uh, Whitney comes out and they're like, we're talking about you and last night and what you said. And she goes, sorry for speaking to you like that. Uh, I didn't mean to lose my temper, whatever. Well, well, yeah. I mean, Whitney immediately apologizes. Full apology with no, with no, um, like, uh, hindering the full apology. And then Heather's like, don't do it again. And she was like, okay. And then they hug. (laughs) I was like, great. Yeah. I mean, I felt Heather's power in that moment. I know. It was scary. Don't do that again. Yeah. Um, which I feel like I thought that was going to turn into another fight of her being like, don't tell me what to do or something. But she was like, okay. No, Whitney just. I think realizes this is not a battle she wants with Heather and just apologizes yeah. fully. Although it doesn't feel resolved. So I'm sure it'll blow up like 20 more times, but yes. Um, and then um, they plant the seeds of Monica having issues again with her mom. She's emotional about her birthday saying this trip is amazing. It, yes. And, and legitimately I thought touching. She was like, I've never had a birthday like this. She gets to be queen for a day. Yeah. And, and this moment, it's almost like, you can watch the scene and be like, oh, a happy ending. Monica's being celebrated with this cast. Like, this is so great. And then we <laughs> right. know the future of this where she is going to have horrible riffs with almost everyone. Right. But in this moment, they're like celebrating her. And yeah. It's really, it's really sweet. I yeah. Thought. They show a clip, uh, an unseen clip of, I guess, when her and her mom were set to do therapy, her mom just didn't go, even yes. though it was her idea. And I thought, she goes, she says to the therapist, uh, she's like, she didn't even show up. I didn't even want to fucking come to this. And then I'm like, the therapist is like, well, okay, uh, sorry. Um, uh, what is your, what is your read on why Linda did not go to <laughs> therapy i don't know she seems insane it also sounded like she originally was planning to crash this trip yes (laughs) so yeah i have further questions about linda in this episode because i don't want to spoil it and step on it but linda does other things potentially but so you think that linda just bowed out uh, potentially because she didn't want just to do therapy with her daughter because i was thinking it was so clearly good a good scene Mm -hmm. and i thought that's why linda was was wanted to do it Mm because she was like therapy scenes with this mother-daughter dynamic that's right. gonna hit hard right. for the audience so i couldn't believe she bailed maybe monica threatened to bring up certain things yes maybe once she really got to the moment where this was going to be on camera she knew monica was going to have gloves off <laughs> and it would be too much right she would have to do another like notes app or like yeah. a video a hostage yeah. video heather goes we've got a, a traditional bermudian breakfast it's <laughs> quiche and potatoes and everybody goes oh my god um then J- monica says i think if I'm not skipping anything, Monica says, I want to go on jet skis for my birthday. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Which is awesome. That is, yeah. I mean. Always fun. I love going on jet skis. So I was excited to see that. I think yeah. that's a good birthday wish. <laughs> and you think that, you know, everything is just going to be fun for a while. Not for long. No. Um, it pretty quickly gets into uh, Monica and Lisa. Um, Monica tells Lisa about the Greek mafia thing. Yes. Um, they... Uh, they keep doing a comedic thing where they cut to Angie on the flamingo float, uh, basically implying like she's the Dawn. You know, it's yeah. this Angie quote the Dawn. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like the accusation is so obviously ridiculous that <laughs> yeah. they're not even trying to treat this like this could be a potential storyline. Yeah. Because they know that the audience will not even grant that for a second that Angie is in the Greek mafia. Right. It's all a joke. Um, Monica's um uh 
I was going to say confidence, but is that that's not a word. Uh, her endearing herself to Lisa this episode was interesting because they had just resolved their issues what last episode. Right. And then she wants Lisa to go on this trip because she says, I'm going to meet my Bermuda family here. Oh, Lisa, right. will you be the one to go with me? Oh, and yeah. also, I want to share with you a secret that Meredith... <laughs> You know, told me that there was these DMs going around. Yeah. And Lisa goes, that is exactly something that Meredith has done, <laughs> right, in the past. Yeah, she's so- immediately like, she wants you to do her bidding. Like, she is like blinded by rage that this could be happening so again. So it's almost a full allegiance switch. The minute yeah. that Lisa and her, uh, you know, rallied together, it's maybe, maybe it's been two episodes of this. Now it's like, I'm going to give you a horrible thing that Meredith did that you already have prior knowledge of and it's going to make you hate Meredith and also she knows that that's going to get back to Meredith that she told Lisa so it's like she almost is she doesn't need the Meredith alliance anymore now she wants to be on the Heather Lisa side right yeah um and then uh they're on their way to the jet skis thing and Monica and Heather get into it because they're talking about sex or whatever and or her daughter and then Monica goes has she had sex about Heather's daughter and then she gets pissed off and is like I'm not going to talk about that yeah so I want to ask you about that so Monica I thought you know maybe I'm naive I thought it was sort of an innocent question if if not provocative just slightly just is she having sex right and then Heather's reaction (laughs) did I think make it seem like we don't talk about that you know, you, you know, like I would right. never disrespect my daughter like that. Did you think Monica had a genuine uh, innocence when she asked that question? Or do you think she wanted to add um, conflict or, or make something scandalous happen? I don't know. I mean, because I feel like Heather does push those boundaries when she talks about her daughters. Like she's obsessed with like, she's like, I want my daughter to be you know skanking it up like on an island like having fun like girl yeah like she has said that before but i understand the difference between like literally revealing details about her sex life i do too if heather would have revealed that i I would have thought that was even more shocking i understand why heather said i'm not talking about this on camera but i do want to give monica just a little bit of um what validation that i do think she didn't mean it like she didn't she thought the door was open yes and she didn't think it was as scandalous potentially as when she asked it she was like girl are you a bad mormon or what yes she says that (laughs) and then also i didn't really actually know like i love heather and but i'm still learning new things about her i didn't realize that sex sort of is off the table in this way because it comes up again at the dinner i know heather heather refuses to say anything about she was like prude in response to monica like she's like i'm the one that's like that i get vulgar sometimes but i I, she goes i don't want to answer monica's question because i've heard how she talks about sex and then it goes cuts to monica going i fucked my brother-in-law for uh, 18 months (laughs) right but i i did think i was like this is a new facet of heather that i did not know that she because i felt like she just didn't want to satisfy monica like, I think so too. Yeah, you're I, like she was. It was almost like this is my place to ask that kind of stuff because yeah. I can. Oh, I can remember instances of Heather being provocative like that, sexually yeah. and asking questions like that. No, I felt like at the dinner conversation, she was just pissed off and wanted to be difficult. Yeah, and, and she did have, yeah, she was like, um, like that's just not something I talk about. But it's like, uh, it's not that horrible for you to tell when the last time you made 
you know, have yeah, sex or like with make someone. a joke that you haven't gotten laid in a long time. Like or, it's or, not that or serious. Or anything. Yeah, she really did want to add kind of more stigma to these sex questions on yeah. Monica. So it made Monica even more validated to be kind of offended. Yeah. Don't you think? It was weird. I didn't understand that. But what I like is that I like legitimate issue. Like I like legitimate things like that where you don't really know where to fall on because no one was um, absolutely in the wrong there. I thought Monica right. asked legitimate sort of question provocative though yeah. and then heather was like legitimately offended and didn't want right. to answer it right you know but she wasn't offended by the mary fuck kill earlier no <laughs> she wasn't um, um yeah so you want to talk about when they get to the jet ski yeah my first question is are you supposed to be feeding fish bread because I, I don't like that i thought about that i think it's the same policy as birds where you don't want them to group all in an unnatural environment if because they come to expect that that's the bread place and maybe yeah. it messes up the ecosystem where the but fish... But like in what world do, f do fish eat bread? Oh, they love bread. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. You're, you're right. <laughs> like it I, seems bad. I just think we I think we don't have... We would don't think we should feed you know bread to fish and I, I so I think that just was jarring I don't think you should I like yeah. that shipwreck though when they were that was the cool home. from 1896 yeah but is it before the jet skis that Monica gets the text messages after that, oh it is oh, okay yeah sorry. they so like they, get back on the bus and she gets a text and immediately bursts into tears and runs off into that what I assume to be stinky little bathroom it looked you know I, I thought the editors were um <laughs> good did they put the green stink lines coming out from the bottom of it and uh through the door but um i thought her reaction to this and i don't mean this you know offensively but her reaction to this i was like what the hell happened i i, I didn't know if this was like the lawsuit thing was gonna come uh -huh. up. I, I i was like i That's was what i assumed i was prepared for death right i was i was prepared for i just got a call that someone died right and when it was this uh it and i'll say what it was um she finds out that her family in Bermuda, does not want to meet with her. She hasn't been with them since she was nine years old. And they right. told her via text, and I assume production told her via text, uh -huh. that the family does not want to meet. And I thought she took a very, very large, large leap, mm -hmm. like one of the biggest leaps in the world, to say, I suspect my mom was involved. Because she has no proof that she was. Uh -huh. And I don't really know what Linda could have said to that Bermudian family <laughs> to... To say, to make them say, let's not film. Yeah. I thought more, this could have been a production related thing. Uh -huh. Like where, where production tried to make this thing happen and said, I'm sorry, your family does not want to film. Why would, all of a sudden they haven't seen this person in 30 years and they have to be on a reality show. Not everyone would, <laughs> would, right. would react to that well. Yeah. So I thought Monica, I thought made a huge, um, yeah, a leap that Linda did this. Mm -hmm. And then her reaction was as if we have to take uh, it is a fact that Linda did this. Do you, did you have any of that? Or do you think yeah. that Linda did? Uh, but yeah, it it is a question of like, what could she have revealed? No, right. It's like, it's like, uh, just so you know, Monica is like going to talk shit about you right after you have your scene. She said you're a bunch of dogs. Yeah. Or the production is like, they'll edit you in a horrible light or whatever. But I just think that we had to take for granted that Monica said her mom did this yeah. when in reality, I, there's no evidence of that. Right. And it could have been, you always have to think about production in these instances. And there could have been a lot of factors that sure. made them not want to meet with her. And so I, and then, but when she explains why she, she calls it a nervous breakdown. So I'm not, I'm not. I'm not like overstating what she said she had. She has a, like, she can't breathe. Yeah. Lisa goes to come 
comfort her in there. And Lisa, her reaction, Monica's over-heightened reaction and very emotional reaction makes Lisa start to cry immediately. <laughs> Did you hear her audio in the bathroom? <laughs> she almost starts to cry in reaction to how um, upset Monica is. Right. And then um, Mo Monica clarifies that this is about how she has no family. Mm -hmm. And she feels like her mother has abandoned her now when she tries to have a new bermudian family that she hasn't seen in forever her mom stopped her from having that and she just yeah. feels isolated so once i got more context i understand but i still think it was um a leap to suggest that it was linda because she doesn't right. know that yeah no one really questions her though they no. all just say like i'm so sorry that she did that to but, you but it's because like i think that production and everyone want us to assume that linda did that but they yeah. didn't really they didn't sell it for me. Okay. But then I think all of the cast members just take her word for it. They're like, yeah, it sounds like something that your mom would do. <laughs> sure. You know? Yeah. No, I would love more info on that. Yeah. Um, she is so frazzled coming from the bathroom that she loses a shoe. She yes. said, I'm shoeless. She went shoeless in the bathroom. Gross. Um, and then they go to the beach or whatever, and they have some Bermudian fish sandwiches. Um, yeah, Lisa says, I love this Bermudian fish sandwich. She goes, I'm so glad we have these Bermudian fish sandwich. And then they decide, can I say it? Yes. They decide to play. Lisa decides, which she goes, you guys know I don't like games, or, or, right, or I don't play games often, but I have a game that I have to play that I think will be fun for me. Let's play Fuck, Mary Kill with our husbands and ex-husbands, right. right? Yeah. I was like, nothing could go wrong here. It actually isn't that bad no nothing did because monica does hers first and she goes i would kill sean angie's husband i would <laughs> fuck seth and i would marry justin and angie goes am i allowed to ask any follow-up questions about why she would kill my husband and monica goes no let's just breathe <laughs> it so everyone decides that they're not going to take um anything more out of anyone's answers they're not yeah. going to try to pry just let these answers exist and i thought that was the best case scenario yeah. for a fun fuck marry kill and i love that most of them wanted to kill seth yeah. I thought, right? And um, and then when when Lisa, Lisa doesn't want to say who she would um, fuck, you know, oh, because right. she loves John so much. Yeah. And they go, come on, Lisa, please say who you <laughs> fuck. What if it was a celebrity? And she goes, Idris Elba. <laughs> yeah. You like Heather's like, she had that answer ready to go. Yeah. And um, then uh, I would Heather love to see that. Heather gives a joke answer. She goes, I would, I would marry oh, right. Seth, uh, fuck Seth, and kill Seth. <laughs> yeah. They all left. It was yeah, it was, it was fun. good. Um, did you notice that Angie's Versace uh, bikini top was the same print as Lisa's Versace outfit? Yes, I thought that they had done a Sound of Music curtains thing where <laughs> yeah. they had a big sheet of Versace fabric <laughs> and cut it together and worn it because they didn't even mention it. I know. I'm like they should have. Uh, I don't know. Made a note of that. Yeah, maybe they must have cut it out or something. Like they, they're tired of those moments or whatever. Yeah, but this is where Lisa reveals the whole mafia storyline to Angie. And I love Angie's like wearing those like giant sunglasses. And she's like, if she wants to see gangster, I'll show her gangster. And then like the first thing she says after saying that she's gangster is that um, Meredith is a phony fucking baloney fraud. <laughs> I'm like, I'm scared. I am um, like you with... Uh, Taylor and Austin on on Southern Charm. I am like sort of over Meredith and Angie. I yeah. just like want. I just want this to end. Uh, it's just it's been too long for something that I don't think had a lot of power initially. Yeah, this isn't the conflict I'm interested in. Yeah, but I guess um, then I got more enticed by it because Lisa now is almost definitively saying that this is something that Meredith does constantly. Right, fakes DMs. Do you believe that? I do. 
Okay. Uh, and, and I'll say why. Okay. I'll say why. But then I wanted to say something that, that I only noticed because I watched this maybe three times, that once Lin, uh, Lisa, I almost call her Lindsay, Lisa <laughs> tees up Angie with what Meredith said, they go back to sit down, but then it cuts and it instantly shows them cut to home. And I think the reason they did that is because if Angie didn't immediately bring it up to Meredith, it doesn't make any sense. Cause you'd be like, Angie just found out that Meredith accused her of being in the Greek mafia. Yeah. But she didn't have that conversation with her at the beach. Yeah. So they had to immediately cut. Cause it's like, there's no justification for why Angie waited <laughs> right. to say this news. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was a little bit of like an editing miss mishap. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think I noticed that. And I was just like, I guess she didn't want to bring it up. Uh, right now but then you, when you <laughs> if you saw those scenes where angie's just like i'm waiting to talk about this for dinner you'd be like oh this is fake as shit right because angie's not talking about something that's that actually right. matters right um what do you think about whitney finally reading heather's book thank you for <laughs> asking me and thank you for bringing it up i loved it whitney could not do something more to my interests yeah than uh being good to heather and finally reading her book but then i have to say there's a horrible black cloud surrounding it because she reads it and hates what right. Heather wrote. So no one told Whitney the the selections from Ugh, Bad Mormon that I she should not. know about. She never heard anything from this. Yeah, that's next week, right? She gets that's, pissed I, off. I'm just saying that's. I just wanted to give Whitney credit yeah. for reading it. I like that she was like on the beach and it was like she was like three fourths of the way done. I thought that was great. Yeah. But I hate that then she's going to use what's in the book to. Yeah. Try to take Heather down. What did she said? She said she usually reads thrillers, spirituality books, and uh, what was the other thing? She was like, her book is like all three combined. She reads James Patterson, <laughs> Alex Cross, Jack Reacher. Nice. And then she said, I think Bad Mormon is a combo of all three of those. That's a great endorsement. I know. I think so. I really am going to read Bad Mormon. Yeah. I'm so I've been so busy, but I think Bad Mormon actually sounds awesome. Bad Mormon Book Club. Yeah. Yeah, for real. <laughs> okay. Um, are we getting into pirate time? Yeah. I don't think much else happens. Um, I mean, we, we really got to the meat of what yeah. what ultimately is going to create the conflict at the pirate dinner. So let's yeah. just, yeah. Know, in the interest of time. Everyone dresses like a pirate. Lisa and Meredith half-ass their costumes as usual. Now, uh, this is a big question for you. Lisa has now made it a part of her identity that she doesn't dress up. For me... Sorry, I thought that Lisa didn't want to put on makeup because she didn't want her appear. She liked to be in control of her appearance, like her physical appearance. Uh-huh. I thought that was what she was concerned about when they went in, in Palm, Palm Springs. Springs. Now she's trying to make it her identity that she doesn't dress up in costumes. But I'm like, why? No right. one. Aren't <laughs> costumes fun? Like you don't dress yeah. up for Halloween. Yeah, I, she also was mad about the pioneer costume. and But, but she like sort of did that. Yeah. Right? I'm just saying like, I don't know if, I, you know, I don't know if Lisa needs to make it like I don't dress up for anything anymore because right. that's not what that Palm Springs thing was about. I don't right. think. I think she wanted to justify why she acted that way in Palm Springs by saying, "This is my new persona. I yeah. don't dress up." I mean, I feel like she's like, "I'm a fashionista. Like, I need to wear my fashion." Meredith is almost worse for how half-assed it is. <laughs> I like give Lisa actually more credit for just wearing a big uh, pink outfit that has nothing to do with pirate than yeah. Meredith, <laughs> like half in, half out. Uh, and then, and then the opposite. Monica comes down and I thought, I'm like, this is why Monica is so great. She doesn't give a 
a shit about <laughs> dressing up full pirate. I'm, she did the full Johnny Depp facial hair. Yes, like like she doesn't care. Like, yeah, it's the opposite of Lisa. She wants to dress up full pirate regalia. Yeah, and Angie, I'll give Angie credit. Angie also did it, and Heather. Yeah, they all they all I know. Did. As they all came out, I was like, wow, they really came to play. Yeah. Um, Whitney though wore stilettos, and they ended up. Their dinner ended up being in like a literal cave yes. that had like mats on the ground that had a million little holes in them. And yes. just with every step, her heel was going in the holes. And I was like, I'm concerned for your safety. I was concerned too. I, I want to say before I forget about Meredith, um, Meredith, ha, ha, her loyalty is to Mary, which I've always thought is a weird alliance. And that yeah. friendship I know is not real. It's just like convenience or whatever. Meredith to me definitely seems like uh, she doesn't have any actual friends on this cast. Because yeah. Whitney doesn't like Meredith. And yeah. Meredith doesn't really like Whitney. Heather and Meredith are okay, but I don't think they're close. Mm-hmm. She lost Lisa. Now Lisa, I think, hates Meredith. Mm-hmm. And then she's fighting with Angie. Yeah. Mo- she's okay with Monica. I just think that like she seems so withdrawn yeah. from this group. No one and- would give her the bathtub. And I don't, I don't know if she enjoys the show. Yeah. I know. That's the thing. I'm kind of always like, wait, who's she fighting with? What's her deal? Like, do you think this cast would? I, I'm I'm fine with Meredith. I do. I think her odd energy is welcome. Mm-hmm. But if Meredith, for some reason, decided that she didn't want to do the, the show anymore, do you think Salt Lake City would suffer a grievous loss? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, I mean, because I think of her, you know, she's obviously the core four. Yeah. But I think she's the weakest of the core four. I would actually like Whitney's behavior because Whitney uh, messes stuff up. Whitney doesn't mm-hmm. care. Like she gets in the middle. Yeah. She has legitimate conflict with Heather that I think is always going to be good. Meredith, to me, I think I could take or leave yeah. her energy that she brings to the show, even yeah. though I'm fine if she stays. Yeah. She was just on Watch What Happens, and I feel like Andy really enjoys her. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, she brings she brings an X factor that not a lot of people have. Yeah, she's just so low energy. She's very low energy, and I can't tell. I I know she enjoys being on this show. I know right. she uh, loves her platform, but it, in the day to day, I don't think she likes it. And she's also like doing what Lisa Vanderpump did mm-hmm. behind the scenes. She's trying to throw stones and hide her hand. Yeah. The puppet master. Puppet master. Um, okay, that okay, was my so, narrative. I just wanted to make sure that we talked about that yeah. and see where you lied. With so that. yeah, they're at the cave dinner and... Um, oh, actually, could I... I'm so sorry to interrupt you. Can I just take one quick uh, break? A certified extra turtle piss yes. break. Do you mind? <laughs> sure. I'm sorry. We'll pick up right where we left yeah. off. I am sorry about that. I never normally have to take a huge <laughs> piss twice, um, but we did it. And thank you for accommodating that, Amy. Of course. I didn't want to use the... Um, <laughs> pad and diaper under me yeah because we'd already had one change this episode <laughs> of course so um we're okay, at pirate so cave dinner no oh, oh sorry but that i thought that cave dinner that was one of the coolest things i've ever seen it is cool everything um, about it i loved i loved how the tables were on water on balancing floating little decks right the cave looked beautiful and it reminded me of the cave that the vanderpump rules cast Oh, yeah, at in Mexico. Yeah. I, I really want to have a cave dinner yeah. someday. I was wondering like where the kitchen was and how that works. I wondered that too. I think it's on a little floating ship <laughs> that comes to your table. It's just like a hot pan or whatever it's called, like that you have in a dorm room. But a dream of mine, I wrote this down, 2024, I hope that I get to go to a cave dinner with a dark and stormy. Nice. Doesn't that sound fun? 
Yeah. What is in a dark and stormy? Rum. It's a, this is like, I guess it's a traditional Bermudian cocktail. <laughs> no, I think it's what pirates had, okay. but I, I'll look it up. But it's like a, it's a rum based cocktail okay. and they, they've been really touting it throughout this trip. Yeah. Um, okay. So basically like immediately at this dinner, Monica's like, when's the last time everybody had sex? Yes. Now, um, I loved the first game, fuck, Mary kill with exes. <laughs> Monica, I don't think she gave this the proper, um, lead up to get to this point. It kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. And she goes, and she also started it with a barb saying, because I got sex shamed earlier, when right. was the last time everyone had sex? It's like, right. wait, wait, so you want to double down right. and make things worse? Yeah. And it's also like, everyone's married. That's not like a fun game. And everyone's lying anyways. Every <laughs> single person was like, the literally game... the minute before I left to get on the plane, we all well, had sex. Uh, Meredith goes, well, I, you know, I fucked in the car on the way. <laughs> when he goes, yeah, Justin uh, railed me in the back right before, uh, you know, we had sex in the airport bathroom right before we got in the thing. Yeah. Lisa goes, yeah, uh, John and I had sex, uh, like, let's say on the bed. In the plane. We... He got a, we bought him a ticket and we fucked yeah. um, right yeah. before I sat down and then he left. Angie, Angie goes, Angie goes, um, Angie goes, yeah, I was packing and we, we fucked on top of my suitcase. It's just like why can't you guys not say one week i thought about you the entire time would, would it be so bad if someone said it's been six days yeah meredith's like well um seth was out of town so actually right before he left like the minute <laughs> no, no, before no, no, he she, left no, she even said she goes well seth's been gone a day and a half so half a day before he left she's like so it's been two days i'm like almost. i'm sorry can what? we be real when you have a trip and you have a suitcase out and you're like fuck i need to pack where's my this passport I'm not having sex. No, okay, can we isolate this clip and remember <laughs> two hours and four minutes? I think you, you and I have said it enough. Uh, cast members in the Bravo universe, <laughs> you can say if there's been a drought in your sex, not a long drought. It doesn't have to be like Tamara saying it's been six months. Yeah. You can say if it's been a week since you've yeah. had sex with someone. Angie does not have sex with her husband. Be fucking for real. She, you, and that was part of her storyline. But then she was like, no, we had a, a wonderful Their daughter cookie. sleeps in their bed. No, we kicked the dog out with the pink uh, ponytails <laughs> and we had sex right before we left. It's like, guys, you can just say it's been two weeks. Right. Have we ever heard someone say it's been two weeks? <laughs> no, which is why it's so funny that Heather got so butt hurt because she was like, this isn't a fair game because you guys all have partners. So it's not fair that then I have to answer too. And it's like, they're all fucking lying. They're, they're Yeah, they're lying. And also if you would have <laughs> said, I haven't made love in a while or it was a month ago, I really don't see what the audience or what you're sharing that is too much for us to right. know. Like that's... That's really not out of the wheelhouse of conversations that are had on these shows. Right. And, and then I think Monica rightfully was like, what do you mean I'm in a couple? I'm like in a like savage divorce. Heather goes, I'm the only single one here. And then Monica goes, what are you talking about? I'm in a divorce and I can have sex with anybody I want at any time. I'm as single as it gets. Yeah. I felt like Heather like forgot right. or, or, or misread that or wanted to make an excuse for why she's not saying it. But when she did bring up the sex thing, they all were uncomfortable. And I realized, is sex talk sort of uh, missing in this group? Because I, I, I guess it's such a staple of every other show that right. I was like, oh, wait, is that something that's absent in this franchise? Right. Yeah, because that's why when I was watching Potomac, they kept bringing it up there. And I always like wonder how I would respond in these situations, especially when it gets disgusting. Like I would be uh, honest. Who swallows and like would... who? Uh, I think at one point Ashley's like, "Who's licked a booty hole?" And it's like, God. <laughs> I, I, I would probably make a joke answer to when I swallowed last, but 
there is a there is a splitting in the middle or whatever that phrase is. You can find a zone that you feel comfortable with in those situations. And I felt like Heather wanted moral. What, what's that? Sure. She wanted she wanted uh, like uh, uh, her monocle was about to fall out of her eyes. Right, for a very, which isn't true to her character. Like a no. Heather Dubrow, it's like she's not going to talk you, about that. You hit it on the head. You, you something about how Monica asked. She didn't want to be have anything to do with Monica's line of questioning yeah. in this. And she and also. You have to say that Monica set it up like, because I felt sex shamed earlier. Right. So Heather was already pissed yeah. by that. Yeah. Yeah. Like there are certain women that are like, oh. I don't talk like that, but Heather's not one of them. No. I, I And I didn't know this about Heather. So I think that means that it was sort of out of her character. I think Whitney, though, I just want to say one editor's note. I think for they should have done a thought bubble for the first time where Whitney looked up to the sky to think of when she last had sex. And it should have been a thought bubble with her having the paint sex with <laughs> Justin up in her thought bubble thinking yes. when the last time was just to bring <laughs> that back. Yes. Uh, I mean, that's always on my mind. Uh, <laughs> Cause I was like, the, the, the reason why I thought of that is because is this um, franchise franchise devoid of sex? No. It had one of the most sexually explicit things Whitney I've ever seen. Whitney is the one. Yeah. Oh, and then Whitney also does say, I'll go first. Right. Like she, she does want to be more, you know, sex positive out of right. this group. Which like her marriage is also in peril. So I'm like, I don't believe that you guys are fucking all the time. But anyways. Anyways. Um, so then it gets into Angie versus Meredith. Well, Angie goes, um, Angie goes, let me take the focus off you all. I am now going to talk about what I'm aggrieved by. Yeah. And she goes, Meredith. And then you see Meredith wearing her pirate hat. And she just <laughs> is about to take a drink. And she's smiling because she just knows what's coming for her. And then Angie goes, uh, which I've never seen this before a fight. She goes, I'm going to take a drink because I'm just going to wet my whistle for this. And they wait, they take a full <laughs> pause while she drinks to get her throat ready. Yeah. Uh, and she's, you know, explains it. And then Meredith, Meredith just keeps saying, I have not made these claims. Yeah. It's like she is fully denying this in every way. And then Lisa decides to take up for Angie and really bring it to Meredith. And this yeah. was shocking to me because I had been wondering why Lisa and Meredith can't actually reconcile because this season started with them in a better place. I think Lisa now this triggered her because there was that FCC violation or whatever right. that someone dug up that she fully, everyone on the cast believes that Meredith did that. Mm -hmm. So now Lisa's like, this is what you do. And mm -hmm. I have to believe that when all cast members agree, they must know way more than we know. And so I think Meredith has a reputation for doing this among this cast. Yeah. And Lisa is pissed. She goes, yeah. can you just say what you're going to dig about me and my family now so I don't have to deal with it? Yeah. Just get it all out now. Everything yeah. you're and so it sounds like Meredith... This is something she does. Right. It's it, giving Radar Online It's Lisa giving Vanderpump. Lisa Vanderpump, but a worse version of Lisa. Yeah. And also, you, we know that that conversation that Meredith teed up Monica to have that DM conversation, because there's no way Monica would lie that egregiously saying that one of the participants in this did all of these actions and then just like that not be true. I have right. to believe Meredith was a part of this. And then the way Lisa reacted, I'm like, oh, this is going on a lot. And Lisa hates it. Yeah. And that's why they can't repair this friendship. And then Whitney goes, you did this to me. Mm -hmm. And Heather goes, I believe this, that Meredith did this. Yeah. They're saying that um, Monica's the new Whitney. Yes. Yeah. Cause she's like, I... oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. You're right. Whitney goes, you did this with me. Yeah. I was like she's pawn. like, I did it for you. Cause she, she made Whitney tell to the group that Lisa, um, um, uh, performs oral sex to get uh, oh, right. tickets to get uh, Salt, whatever the yeah. Salt City team yeah. ticket is. The Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz tickets. Um, yeah. So And Meredith is like not phased. She's like, no. 
you know, she's like, I work my ass off. I don't have time for doing this kind of stuff, which it is if you imagine it. Um, it sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, um, it's, it's a lot of, uh, no, it's not. Creating a, a fake, <laughs> I mean, it is, but I think she, I don't think she created specifically the account. I think that she knows who created that teed up Monica to say I've been getting a lot of weird DMs have mm-hmm. you uh-huh. and then the minute Monica brought it up on camera she goes oh that's your journey yeah you're gonna take that to the forefront I'm yeah. doing nothing Lisa said she's gonna get her cyber security team on it I like that she goes uh, my cyber security team can do anything and they will find out exactly where this is coming <laughs> from they also say they say Meredith you were the one who knew Jin Shaw's indictment was coming down the pipeline right. before anybody knew so they just think she's like doing all this shit mastermind the yeah uh, and then Angie's like Google me, bitch. There's no mafia ties with the Castaneda fam. What is it? Castanopolis. Castanopolis family. 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 Yeah, she goes, Google me, bitch. Heather goes, um, she goes, I've known Angie since she was in middle school. She is not Tony Soprano, (laughs) which I love the Sopranos reference. Oh, yes. That was wonderful. Um, And then what? It devolves into the the fight continues. Yeah, and... Yeah, they tease the book drama next week, um, which seems sad, um, but that was it. Yeah. Um, there were some subtle digs that Heather gave to Whitney again. Um, at one point, she says something like, look how much better Whitney is making Lisa, just to like bring up that, that oh, Whitney right. thing again. Um, so I think that, that their relationship is going to come to the forefront again, their conflict. It's like simmering this entire time. Right. Um, but yeah, I love this episode just because I love that it could balance fun legitimate fun with a good game and silliness and jet skis and then have this conflict which i thought got much deeper once lisa revealed that she thinks meredith does this all the time it's like the angie meredith thing is really just surface and sort of like the fake conflict that a first-time cast member would have with an established one but the lisa meredith thing is way deeper like that's a feud that has lasted a long time and now we understand the dynamic yeah so it's also like i mean the mafia part just seems ridiculous it's a red herring right and then um there's like the money stuff underneath like the irs or whatever but it's like we don't like know angie that well so i don't really care like oh, oh no oh right right i guess thank you for bringing that up i don't give a shit about her <laughs> bankruptcy or tax liens no. i and i honestly don't even understand how someone on the show would handle that in, in terms of how would you make that a storyline like right it, this Angie sucks so bad that she's poor. <laughs> like it's like yeah, okay. it's like she owes the government taxes. Oh my god, horrible! Oh my god, yeah. oh like that's interesting on somewhere like Beverly Hills, where it is about lifestyles of the rich and the famous. Salt Lake isn't. I I guess, but like okay, even if let's say Sutton tells Dorit, we that found be, out if Sutton owed the IRS uh, a quarter million dollars, that would be interesting because all she talks about is how rich she is. Like, okay. that would be I rele- guess, relevant. Uh, okay, so maybe I have to factor in how I just don't know Angie, and I don't care, and I don't know her wealth, so yeah. it doesn't matter. So yeah, you're right. If it was a different wealthy cast member and we found out, um, I just don't think that they are treating this like it's fodder that needs to be discussed. I think they're like, isn't it interesting that someone said this, but I'm not going to personally say, I care about this. Like, right. I don't care mm-hmm. if Angie's in debt. No one does. No, it's irrelevant. I don't care. Like, Salt Lake... I'm like, first of all, we think Meredith might not even live there. Um, Like all of their houses are like, I mean, whatever, nice houses, but 
they're just kind of normal lifestyle. Like I don't know anything about how much money any of them have. So me either. it doesn't yeah. really matter. It's not, it doesn't, it does not make me think of Angie any differently because I don't know Angie to be anything yet. Sure. Except I do believe she's the head of the Utah <laughs> Greek mafia. Exactly. Um, you heard it here first. Um, so all do right. you like Angie now? Sort of like I do? Yeah, she's grown on me. I feel like um, she, I have a positive spin on her. Me too. She's sort of, I think she's sort of like, like Erica did to the cast of Beverly Hills, sort of tweaking their fashion a little bit. I feel like people are getting sort of Angie pilled. Yeah. On the cast. I mean, Lisa wore those big pink glasses. Heather also wore very characteristic sunglasses. Oh, yeah. I feel like Angie's like kind of alien. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. Okay. I liked that episode. And now would you mind, Amy, if we talked about this week's episode of Beverly Hills? Let's do it. It just premiered when you listen to this just two days ago. Esophagate. Esophagate. <laughs> and it, the reason it's called that is because Sutton has an issue with her esophagus where she can't swallow food properly. Yeah. And Anne Marie, is it Anna Marie? <laughs> yeah. Anna Marie? I think so. I think it's like, it is A-N-N-E-M-A-R-I-E. One of these weeks, I do think we'll know <laughs> uh, what her name is, but she does not concur with the diagnosis of Sutton's doctor and is worried. She was trying real hard to work her way in through medical, uh, the medical angle. Right. It was her only way in. So this episode, I'll just say the big through lines here, or the yeah. one big through line, is that Sutton's store, Sutton, which okay. is um just across from Vanderpump Row, which yes. I never knew that until you told me that, and you yeah. pointed at Sutton's store. I was like, yeah. oh, damn. I had no clue. It was just across it's the street right from. right there. Um, it's celebrating four years in business, yeah. which is notable. Okay. No, I think. Oh, you don't think? You think four is an odd number? I'm just like. I mean, it's an even number. I am just like, she has unlimited money. She doesn't have to close it, even if it doesn't make a dollar. She doesn't have to close. Oh, she could always prop up this business. Yeah. I think four years. If you think about this as just a person who's had a store on that street for four years i think she deserves a party and if it's an excuse for all the cast to get together good sure i'm just saying like again i understand having a business is a lot of work it's hard um whatever but it's also like having a boutique is like the ultimate like rich woman like fantasy um project but kyle talks about how even kyle by what's it kyle lane two What's it called again? Kyle by Elaine 2. Kyle by Elaine 2 could not survive. Yeah, because she couldn't pay the rent. I know, but I'm just saying. Sutton so, can. You think Sutton, you think, so you think Sutton is, is, is paying the bills for. She's like, sure, I'll pay 20 grand a month or however much it is just to say that I have a job. Did you see anything clothing wise <laughs> that you wanted to buy in there? Uh, there was only that one outfit really on display behind them that she took the pearls off of. I wanted that. I was just going to say I wanted that necklace that they took off. Okay. The pearls. Um, um, she also, um, she said that she didn't want to have too much food because everyone was on Octavia, but she meant Ozempic. Yeah. Um, yes, she did say that. <laughs> this episode to me, I generally, I thought this was mostly filler and not very fun. Right. What did you think about the intro? It was kind of weird. Was they, it? it was like a weird recap where like yeah. it was Kyle and Mauricio and she was kind of filling him in, but it was like took place. It was like past and present. Like I was like, what is this? I did watch that. And I think that it's because of the life coach scene that Kyle has. 
that they really wanted to give us context for what's going on with her and Mauricio. Yeah. I will say, I just said this was um, filler and not the best episode, but I'm actually wrong and I lied because I loved how much Kim we got in this episode. That's true. And the power of Kim Richards at Sutton's store was almost too much for me to watch. <laughs> I miss great. her energy so much. Yeah. She's so different she's kooky than everyone on this show that i love every decision she made while she was in sutton store every single piece of it so yeah, it, it was, was almost amazing. worth it for that totally um yeah to close out the like sutton's finances of it all i did like that she was like i love to celebrate this store i didn't ask for a dime from anyone i paid for this all mm-hmm. myself i did it myself and the producer's like did you use your spousal support um on this project on this store and she goes of course and i'm like that was their way of being like um i mean it's i guess it's her money but we know that she gets three hundred thousand dollars a month from her ex you know what i'll just say i think that producer question was rude (laughs) it is her money sure it's her money yeah right yeah but like it really muddies the waters of like independence you're saying she has such a safety net slash golden parachute for this business that it's too big to fail it's not like a normal divorced family where it's like we need to pay for diapers and like our kids school and like the rent that our kids live in our house so you need to pay me like three thousand dollars a month or whatever it's like an astronomical number you know what would make sutton's um shop struggle a little more endearing to the audience if she had a little less money to work with from spousal support and she gave a significant (laughs) portion of that monthly stipend to a up-and-coming sort of Maybe she could pay us to make TikToks at her store. Right. Any way she wants to feasibly make this happen where you can write it off and feel good about it. But We could do a thing where like the mannequin is naked and then I take that dress and the pearls and I wad it up and throw it at the mannequin. You blink and it's dressed. That was so good. Or um, imagine the label she has in her store, the designer labels, and you have her clip going, name them, name them, and it shows yeah. Versace, Gucci, yeah. Dolce Gabbana, oh my God. Chris, Chris Lagerfeld. Cash, Chris Lagerfeld. Uh, Sutton, did you just hear how you can pay us $100,000 a month? And then we know you don't have this safety net, so it makes your store journey much more impactful because the audience knows that you're paying $100,000 to you and I. Yeah, I mean... The engagement would be huge. The reach would be massive. Turtle Time Takeover, Sutton Strack Edition. No, sorry. Sutton Strack, Turtle Time Takeover. These people get paid $100,000 to do her social media. And we just go absolutely nuts. I, I would say you and I, I yeah, have Even if we, she gave us that just annually, that would be great. Oh, just 100000 um, just for the year? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> each <laughs> do you mind if we uh talk about that off yeah mike because I... I have a contract drafted okay can um, i can i please permit us to talk about kyle with her life coach yeah okay this was sad this was sad and i feel kyle's sadness and her honesty here and it actually is making kyle so endearing to me even more so than i've already been on kyle's side this episode yeah. i can tell how sad Kyle is and there's even more things going on that like we're only just now learning yeah. officially. Yeah. I was like, damn, like Kyle's in a rough, horrible spot. 
And I will say, when someone is announced as a therapist, life coach, <laughs> I'm sometimes a little stinker and I'm like, who is this person yeah. going to be? And are they going to give good advice? Actually, I like this life coach. Yeah, he was chill. Um, she also said she's known him for 20 years. I thought this guy, I I thought there was a lot of merit to his advice. And I actually yeah. thought, I was like, damn, I'm learning something. This doesn't seem like a guy like taking advantage of of someone and like they're paying him a lot of money to just like come in there and like toot your horn. <laughs> like he was actually kind of like sweet. And I love he said, you know, eventually he... We, we can talk about this whole scene, but he goes, there are no obligatory relationships in life. Yeah. I was like, damn, that probably hits Kyle pretty hard to yeah. hear that. Yeah. It's funny because, uh, I, as I said before, watched Paris and love and they did both Paris alone. And then Paris and Kathy did like a total BS therapy where talk about like questioning oh. who this woman was. Oh. I was just like, worst case, who the hell is this? Like it got nowhere. Her, advice was weird it was like it was she was strange and like didn't challenge anything but um I part of this therapy session is uh Kyle reminds us that uh they flash back to Kathy sending her a legal like basically cease and desist for when she did that show American Woman which I forgot about and I feel like um and when she, they did the flashback of her crying to Kathy yeah. about how upset she was. She goes, Kyle. Yeah. No. Kyle. I'm, I'm just getting more and more reinforced that Kathy is villainous. I think the whole internet, because of Paris and Love, is plus this, is like oh, good. turning. Okay. Whenever I read the comments on any of the clips about like Paris getting sent away or like anything about Kathy, everyone's like, I can't believe she even talks to her. Like, uh, oh yeah. You oh, know? Oh, well, first of all, she should be canceled for uh, <laughs> dragging Paris out of her house, kicking and screaming to get sent to that yeah. that fucking what, what's that? <laughs> Provo Mil Canyon School. Like, okay, but remember it, that happens on Sopranos. Yes, yeah. but even regardless of that watch Kathy react to Kyle go, you're going to write me off now. Yeah. Kathy, you're going to write me off. And she goes, Kyle, <laughs> Kyle. And it's like, you use, I say this every week, you use Kyle's love for you as a weapon against her and you withhold your love to make Kyle feel bad. Yeah. To to make Kyle have to grovel to you to get you back in your life. It's, yeah. it's awful yeah. that, that Kathy treats. And we've, I, if you tell me she treats Paris bad too, I believe it. Yeah. No, it's like, and everyone... Uh, I think Big Kathy, the mom, was like also very scary. I think I think Kathy is Big Kathy reincarnated. Yeah. yeah. And that's how Big Kathy treated all of them. Yes. So it's interesting that her, I think little I, sorry, Kathy I, actually wanted... I think Kathy is Kathy. <laughs> like literally. Yeah, and they <laughs> It's a whole thing. Um it's interesting that she wanted to defend her mom so much in the portrayal like cuz Kyle like was obsessed with her mom like i don't think i they, never they, watched american woman but it didn't sound very slanderous no and kyle says I, I remember at the time kyle says there's nothing there's nothing wrong with our my portrayal of our mom like yeah. she is the hero of this story despite right. the things the real true things that she did they have a they have a, a warped relationship i think their mom in some ways treated them very badly but yeah. it, it, it made them more you know want her love and affection yeah it was like a mommy dearest scenario yes um okay and then she opens up more we had kind of heard this before but kyle opens up that her oldest friend in the world yes that she'd known since she was seven died this may uh, um tr i mean yeah, tragically, tragically took her own life and, and 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 this isn't this isn't casual friend 
No. This is like, this was her best friend. They have so much. Especially because she has so much beef with her own sisters. It seemed like this was like her pure and clean sister that like she she could talk to objectively. She was in her will to help with the kids. Yeah. If anything should happen to her and Mauricio. Yeah. And she makes it sound like she had no idea that something like this could happen. Like it was a total surprise, which is so sad. I I really like I couldn't even imagine that if you had no inkling that your friend had these thoughts. Yeah. Just out of the blue. And then this happened. You'd be like you'd be questioning it your entire the entire rest of your life totally no it was really really sad i felt so bad for her and she was saying how that happened uh her she was on the outs with her sister and her marriage was crumbling so she's basically like on the edge like she can't take one more thing right and it's like and then she's like um when mauricio started the agency that got our families like have this horrible rival rivalry where now i can't even talk about the success of the agency which is like killing it the most (laughs) successful thing in the world yeah she can never talk about that with her sisters because it's already a point of conflict right so it's like there's all these riffs and then the one person that she would rely on is mauricio yeah and mauricio is withdrawn too so it's like kyle's mental state is fully uh clear yeah in my mind i i, I get it yeah I, I, there, there's no leap of logic for me to understand why kyle's in this state right now totally um it's really sad. I was watching again on TikTok. Uh, it was like that after show or whatever. It was um, uh-huh. oh, right. Kyle and Erica. And they asked Kyle about this loss. Mm-hmm. And she cries. And Erica's being supportive and stuff. And she basically, she talks about it and then says things like, at this point, after that, I wanted to focus on myself and surround myself with people that support me and make me happy or whatever and so many of the comments were like she's making this death about herself oh my god i was like what the hell okay i, I want to talk about it for a second <laughs> how people how hate can- her dude kyle yes okay well i mean i was i was i was neutral on <laughs> kyle until probably this season and now i find kyle very compelling and i think she's i see her new uh, personality shining through whatever yeah. she did the work that she's doing i i respect what she's doing how do you not make something about you when you are personally hurt and grieving by something that happened to you it's right yeah like it, it's in context to the rest of her life it's not the same at all but um i could say that same thing about what sheena said about tom sandoval yeah. doing that tariana i know it's like how can how it did affect her and so yeah. she says it affects her and you say this is hard for me what are we supposed to say no it's not yeah it's not hard i thought we i thought we celebrate when people have feelings right it's like no this didn't happen to you specifically so you can't talk about this it's like yeah no how else do you articulate why something hurts you right i liked when her therapist was like you need to what was it like honor that what you lost with her, you have to find somewhere else. I, I like know? that too. I was like, you need to trans. He was saying you need to transfer the feelings that she gave you and your relationship with her onto something else. Like yeah. she had something that you still need. Yeah. Like, Damn, this guy's hitting me hard. <laughs> Killing it. And then at the end he goes, he goes, um, you need to give yourself credit. I forget. I didn't write everything, but he goes, just give yourself credit. You're yeah. doing great. And I was like, damn, I like that guy. Yeah. Like that guy really had good advice. Yeah. And you, that's very rare on these shows. Yeah. 
Because she is doing better. Remember what a nervous wreck she always was for so long? Like, I think, do people forget? Like, remember she used to, when they were on the private plane and she's clutching the Zohar, the, like, Jewish that's Bible, me. That's to, me freaking on the fuck out? That's me on every plane <laughs> well, that, I, that's true. That, that I still go on. And but, so, like, and when she was, like, had to tell Taylor that she couldn't come into the white party and she's, like, she, absolutely shaking. She, Kyle was insecure about her standing on the show for many years in the shadow of Lisa. I think she felt conflicted about what her place was and yeah. she felt like she was always in the shadow of other people yeah and i think it took her a long time to reconcile now that she's there's no longer lisa she is the face of beverly hills yeah and i think she's finally able to um hold up that that center diamond yeah. on the show to use the from uh iconography yeah reading the comments i think one thing that people use against her is that they say she outed her sister as an alcoholic i um that was before she was still new to reality television and sometimes unfortunately you just want to be honest despite cameras and despite what's going on in your life she was hurt as hell and she said a horrible thing that she's been dealing with probably for years (laughs) and she didn't think that the the, the, it would be so earth shattering when the world found that out i mean the gag is is that um, all three sisters still actively participate in this show. So it's like, they're all like Hollywood pilled. Mm-hmm. They see no world in which they can't participate in, if not just this show, but like multiple different shows. And it's like, that's their fatal flaw because yeah. if they had a healthy outlook, they would say, this show is ruining our nope. family. Right. And they, they will never stop. Yeah. Um. So, I, and as much as people hate Kyle and say Kyle, you're making this death about you, which is um an absolutely evil thing to say. <laughs> I do think Kyle has very staunch defenders, and I think yeah. that she has. She's one of the most celebrated housewives of all yeah. time, and probably top five most famous yeah. of all of them. Like who almost can stand in as an example of a Bravo housewife? Totally. Yeah. But um, yeah, I agree with you. I feel like after you agree with me, what did I say? <laughs> like hearing what she went through, it's like yeah, no shit that she would have like a midlife crisis. Like imagine if you were like, uh, uh, my marriage is crumbling. My I don't talk to my sisters. My best friend just fucking died, and I didn't realize that was about to happen. Um, maybe I need to like reassess my life right now. My best friend just took her own life, and I had no idea it was going to happen. But I don't want to make this about me. <laughs> and that's all like. She's now, I think, realizing that, like, if drinking makes her feel depressed, yes. I think she's now, like, scared of, like, depression. That, that, that hit hard when she said that. I yeah. was like, damn, two drinks and I feel depressed. I cannot be depressed right now. Yeah. It all, it all makes sense. That was the missing puzzle piece. And I feel like that's why they didn't have, they didn't have a lot of focus on her losing her friend, even though she said it, like, in one sentence a couple episodes ago. They were waiting for this scene that was really going to hit it home. Right. Which, again, I'm like, that's crazy that she hasn't brought it up more. Because I'd be like, fuck you, bitches. Like, I don't need to deal with any of you if I just went through that, you know? Can we skip Garcelle's scene? Oh, please. (laughs) I only wrote Garcelle dinner. And I also just wrote down Anna Marie family intro okay. and Erica signs Vegas deal. Okay. All right. One, I, two, three. I, I, okay. You're right. I do want to just do short shrift on all three. And Marie, there was some stuff to, to parse, but it was, it was very introductory. I did think it was interesting that she said her husband says she's an eight and a half in every category. <laughs> looks, <Yeah>. cooking, <laughs> personality. I miss the looks. Right. Yeah. I know she said looks. Wow. But she said, she said her body's a nine. Oh, okay. Anyway, I, I'm, I'm, I think I will say. 
Anne-Marie is doing all of the worst things that I don't like first-time cast members to do. You insert yourself unnecessarily. You act like you've been here all along and that everyone cares about your perspective on things. Yeah. You go, I don't get it. Can someone explain to me why this is happening? And it's like, yeah. no, we're not pausing to explain anything to you. We don't know you. Yeah, like Just... she already has loyalties that are like unearned. Like yeah. she's, I guess, Kyle's friend. So she's automatically on Kyle's side. So she's automatically against Sutton. Watch Monica. Every first time housewife from now on, watch what Monica did in Salt Lake. Take notes. And then that's how you act. Yes. I think. Yeah. Um, okay. And then Erica. Yeah. Vegas residency. We know how that uh, ends up. Yep. Um, so all right, so Sutton's party, they're getting ready. Uh, you already, I think you called him Casey Lagerfeld or something, but I'm sorry, <laughs> I have it properly in my notes. Carl, it's Carl Lag- with a K, Carl Lagerfeld. Uh, Erica referenced him and said, uh, Dorit loves his ass, and then they cut over to Dorit and she's wearing full she was Chanel. She's giving Lagerfeld, <laughs> um, uh, Ky- Kyle FaceTimes Morgan Wade and kind of uh, gives Morgan the scoop. Yes. On she's like, I love getting roasted by Morgan. She goes, We have this playful, you know, thing where I get roasted to shit by Morgan and she makes fun <laughs> of everything about me. And I said, Okay. <laughs> um, and then we get to see, which this is the part where I was like, I it started to pique my interest because you're right, after three flop scenes, I was like, What the hell is gonna happen? But then we find out Kim gets yes. to go with Kyle because Kyle says not two sisters have betrayed me, whatever the hell Sutton said. Yeah. Sutton said, whatever Sutton said, yeah. dismissively about the sisters, I've got Kim yeah. still with me. Do you think that was, you agree with Sutton that that's why she brought her? Kyle specifically said that I am showing everyone that I have a good relationship with Kim and I don't care that she did, but they're both right because she did do it and yeah. Sutton is right to call that out. <laughs> but what she didn't do, I don't think, is tell Kim her <laughs> issues with Sutton. Right. Yeah. Because Kim goes in there hot. Uh, hot and blind. Yeah. Uh, Sutton is like terrified of Kim. They could not be more different. Sutton is terrified of Kim. In Kim's a wild card. So I, I, so they get in. Sutton's doing the thing where she's plucking the flowers. She's trying to get it perfect. She's nervous about her party. There's going to be 80 people. They start arriving. Kim and Kyle get there and they immediately miss the, the door. And Kim spins around very theatrically, gets in. And then immediately, I don't know what it was, Kim interrupts a conversation that Sutton's having. She yeah. peeks from one side. She knows she can't get in there. Then she peeks in the other side. And she just fully interrupts Sutton's yeah. conversation with Kimberly. Right. Okay. That, that's that's the artist she's, who. Yeah, and she's like, "I'm an artist," and Kim goes, huh, "Me too." <laughs> she's like, uh, and they're like, "Really?" And she's like, "Oh, not really. Like, you're a real artist. I just doodle on the walls." Just, just kidding. Just and kidding. Sutton's I, like, "Oh my fucking god!" She's like, just markers on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Sutton's like completely flabbergasted and like clearly embarrassed basically like she's like you're embarrassing me in front of my fancy friends exactly you know but i i just love that kim had no idea the feud <laughs> and sutton kyle's just, like i'm gonna go <laughs> yeah and then uh, uh sutton says there, there could be the loudest crickets you've ever heard in your life if you heard this interaction happening in real life yes um did you notice that megan king edmonds was in the background yes and seth marks and meredith marks oh, and yeah. one of my friends you've met him too zachary reality oh, he was, was there? in the background oh nice yeah um yeah, and then uh, Sutton gives a very weird and bad speech uh, <laughs> um, about like being labeled by other women, and then she was like, "Tonight, I, I do care about labels, as in like designer labels." Yeah, she used labels, which it could have been a very good turn of phrase in 
another person's hands. But unfortunately, Sutton was like looking at her cute cards, looking down, kind of stumbling through it. And yeah. um, Dorit goes, what's happening to Erica? And Erica goes, just keep smiling. I know. It was. It reminded me of uh, the Sex in the City movie song that's called Love and Labels. Oh, I um, I don't I don't know that song. <laughs> it's one that's like Gucci, Fendi, Prada, and it's like do do oh. do. This do, speech do, reminded you do, of that. Do. Just that the, the labels word play. Okay, yeah. Um, Sutton gave a bad speech. I was honestly surprised at how bad it was because you think she'd want to make a good speech at her anniversary and just have it down. Yeah, no, so it was terrible. Yeah, it was bad. That's and it the was... thing about Sutton is that a lot of times she flops. Yes, but I <laughs> I I. I was sort of back on Sutton's side this episode, um, and I like when people flop hard. Yeah, and and can still, um, it's fun to see people flop. Yeah, sometimes you're a flop artist, and it's <laughs> endearing to watch a flop artist. Yeah, she very awkwardly after her speech yes. um, goes to the bar and says to Kyle like. Oh, uh, do I have permission to get my first drink of the night or whatever? Which is also awkward because, like, obviously Kim is sober. Yeah, she goes, um, permission from mom. And she's kind of looking directly in between <laughs> Kim and Kyle. And Kim goes, permission from mom? And Kim goes, and Kyle goes, yeah, sorry, she's making a dig at me for saying something. And Kim goes, it could have been about me being an N.A. And I thought it was so sad that Kim for a second <laughs> thought that... Sutton was talking about her sobriety and that like yeah. she shouldn't drink in that front of- That would be of, terrible. That would be awful. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she should have- And then also yeah. you can see Kim start to realize that there might be friction between Sutton and Kyle for the first time. <laughs> She's honestly like, She's like, you can see oh. the wheels turning. Yeah. It was like the, um, that Winona Ryder gif from like the SAG Awards or whatever yeah, where she's she like- looking around like huh i still never watched the context <laughs> for that to see what the hell she's looking around at so it much it doesn't make sense okay. uh do you notice garcelle and crystal steal all the food trays including the one with caviar I, which i feel like is like a party foul i knew it was a party foul but for some reason i thought it was powerful for them all to do it and i thought there was enough people there sitting down to where they could just yeah um commandeer well that's the like um in you've got mail Meg Ryan uh, rails against Tom Hanks for taking too much caviar. And then on Paris in Love, Kathy gets pissed off and makes a comment. There's like a gag that she keeps forgetting that she's like miked at her own party and keeps talking shit about everyone. Wow. Uh, and she's like, people keep hanging out around the caviar. I want to punish them. If you have caviar, <laughs> expect people <laughs> to be very stoked on it and want to be around it all the time. Yeah. Um, last Christmas, just uh, sorry, a personal anecdote, but uh, my wife and I, Megan, who you know, ate Kathy's famous caviar and potatoes because we had never. She she cooks that for um, Kyle one time when yeah. they like, come over. I think two seasons ago, yeah, or, or maybe last season, and I had never had caviar before. Is it good? Oh yeah, it was I was so thinking good. of treating myself for my birthday this year. Um, we like have dinner at my parents' house or whatever. And I'm like, I don't care about like dessert or like cake or anything, yeah. but I'm like, can we have caviar? Use the dessert budget on a little <laughs> bit of caviar. Um, yeah, we got like, it, it is like $20 for like mm -hmm. this much or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's, you're splurging, but potatoes are like a dollar. Yeah. You know, so you just do the potatoes as, as much as you want. Those are cheap as hell. And then just add $20 each of caviar. Yeah. You Make sure you caviar, caviar. bumps. It's, you're, you're turning. I mean, I, I, I don't want to say <laughs> 35. Oh, 35. That's a big one. Yeah. You deserve to have caviar. Caviar is it? hot this year. I I feel like maybe I've here and there tasted it, but I've been, again, I'm TikTok pilled and uh, there's one influencer that 
if you know, you know, there's this one girl that like popularized caviar on TikTok I in the past do, couple I, years. I actually do know that. And um, I every time I watch her eat it, I'm like, I fucking want that. Can I give you a spoiler of what it tastes like? Yeah. Salt. Salty. Just, I've heard sometimes it's nutty. So, <laughs> Just uh, like the ocean. Yeah, it tastes it tastes like um, salty and um, oceanic, but in a good way. Pops in your mouth. <laughs> I can't wait. Now I'm really going to do it. I, you, um, you deserve it. <laughs> thank you. Um, okay. um, I can breeze through this unless you yeah. have stuff. Okay, Kyle goes. Um, so, so basically Kyle in Sutton, Kyle learns that Sutton sort of wants to go to war at this party based off what Sutton said. Her speech was provocative and that comment was provocative. So then they get into it a little bit more. And then finally, I thought, finally, they agree to disagree and at least move forward and apologize. Yeah. Kyle says, I'm sorry that I um, called you an alcoholic or, or speculated yeah. that you're an alcoholic. Yeah. And Sutton said, I went for the jugular with you. I'm sorry. Yeah. And Sutton says, this isn't a full truce, but we're going to try to rebuild our friendship. And this for now is over, which this has been a long fight yes four episodes i know yeah um also um the whole part of it was that like uh dorit found out that she said something about her drinking or whatever that stemmed from crystal and uh dorit kind of slams crystal in her confessional is like crystal really speaks up in this group uh so i guess she decided to try and do something here she goes now she's sutton's carrier pigeon <laughs> she did a slow clap um she, yeah laughing to herself um i did not like this telephone game yeah um because dorit i'm sorry unfortunately you've been on the show for eight years <laughs> you knew that sutton the minute she walked out the door was going to tell her very good friend she's not good friends with you guys the fact that you're saying she's putting vodka in her coffee you think that's not going to get back to <laughs> sure. Sutton directly and then dorit tried to make it like you said who and who said it yeah. kyle and i said it. she tried to fully allow enough gaslight bullshit to make it seem like crystal was not telling the truth when crystal just goes which good on crystal she goes yeah i told sutton what you said totally That's it yeah there was also a bunch of bullshit like that about garcelle and um sutton like reading the tiffany's website about kyle's ring uh -huh. that it was they, like it's like the truth ring or like it's, whatever it's like they know that they're like their jewelry scouting thing kind of flopped so yeah. they're like oh let's make it more of a thing what does this jewelry thing mean i did though like how garcelle was brave when she just came up and she goes yeah i know what i said about your jewelry i said it was yeah. a makeup gift yeah <laughs> garcelle will always speak the truth yeah um, she doesn't like give a shit also did you think it was weird that erica said she was so high at that dinner that she slept for 17 hours did do you think everyone lied about their milligrams? Oh, no, no, no. So I think, um, I believe Erica that she was the only one that was actually high. Yeah. And I think whatever milligram dosage she did was enough to knock her on her ass. For I, I believe five her, milligrams make you sleep for seventeen hours. I only can say I believe Erica, <laughs> and you can insert me saying that. Okay. For her entire trajectory, Riley on the show. believes women. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I just, I just, I did seem her, I, her reactions and everything in the moment seemed like she was high as a kite. Yeah. And so well, I also she, Sutton, when she, um, like storms outside after that weed dinner and like stares at the driver, I think she was like in like the demon zone. Yeah. I thought they were a little bit high. Um, <laughs> I did like that they gave Dorit the long talk edit as Dorit tries yes. to make the case for why Crystal's in the wrong for telling Sutton this. I know. And they, they show her and Crystal goes, I'm bored. And I was like, <laughs> okay, Crystal. Yeah. I kind of like that a little bit. Yeah. Um, okay, so then the um, 
the medication and the throat yes. conversation begins about um, gabapentin because Sutton's like, that's not a problem. You can drink on it. Um, but Anna Marie says that is not true. And then Sutton says, well, my doctor says <laughs> I can. And yeah. Anna Marie goes, uh, well, you can't. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. And she goes, are you my doctor? Yeah, yeah which and, is valid. And then Sutton goes, um, I feel like I'm at a doctor's exam right now. <laughs> I feel like I'm in the exam room right now with my doctor, which... I agree. Yeah, None it was of this... way too much. And also, she she started to lose herself in the details where she was like, "If you have an esophagus issue, um, only only you chew more times and eat more food." It's like, why are you? Do you really want to make it your thing? Like, you really want to get to the bottom of Sutton's esophagus it's ridiculous. issue? It was a weird hill for her to die on. I liked when Erica was like, "I do pills and drink all the time," and they're like, "We know." Oh yeah, Garcelle had another <laughs> good like, moment. We there. remember. Yeah, um, but you know what's weird? This woman. I'm sorry that I follow on TikTok. She like is like a mom who cooks dinners on the cheap. Like, oh, I should. Uh, follow. I need to follow. Yeah, that. you should. She goes time to cook dinner with what's on hand. Okay. Um, but anyways, she randomly started talking about her esophageal issue, oh, what is and it? she explained it completely, which it sounded similar to Sutton, where essentially it's like an autoimmune. I mean, it's different. I don't like every version of it is different. It sounds like Sutton said her brother has it too. But anyways, she, it's basically an autoimmune thing where she has an allergy. They figured out to gluten that basically like oh. flares up like GERD. And so when she is getting that, her throat like closes. And when they did put the camera down her throat, um, she was covered in scar tissue, which like constricts your throat. So sometimes you like do choke on food (sighs) because your throat's all fucked up. So they do, they can widen it if you want. And that's what Sutton was saying. She has opted not to do. Yeah. Because she doesn't want to. Yeah. But um, I was like, how weird that someone I randomly follow went on a 10 minute deep dive about their esophagus. Yeah. I mean, the timing couldn't be more perfect. So I had newfound uh, sympathy for Sutton in that sense. Because it's like, I mean, I bet she also just doesn't eat because she wants to be skinny. But 
you know. Yeah, but at least she has <laughs> now she has an excuse to where she can say you're trying to, you know, talk shit about my esophageal issues. Yes. Um Erica says give a blow job and that'll stretch oh out your esophagus. Deep throat. <laughs> and then um Sutton to end the conversation with Anne Marie says, Are we good, doctor? Which I <laughs> <laughs> really liked that because yeah. it was just it was just funny that she's like making fun of this person who she doesn't know for giving her yeah. medical advice that was it was a bad intro though it, it was so annoying uh and marie's yes. yes it was very bad I'm and like, it was huh? just i would if i was a first time cast member which you know you and i i'm, I'm sure will be someday <laughs> i would rather have the i stay in the back scene for a little while until i have a great point yeah than be the person who comes out guns blazing with a really stupid issue and you look lame yeah like Sutton you had your ass handed to you by Sutton yeah Sutton goes are we good doctor yeah and then she's like that's so condescending I know and then she tries yeah Anne-Marie tries to save face by going like oh you're so brave and then looks away like she knows the conversation's over like she kind of flopped and yeah, then it's goes, also I, like you're in Sutton's house, like her store, like yeah. just chill. And then Sutton goes, I want to just take a moment to enjoy that all of my friends are here. Seth Marks, Meredith Marks. I'm <laughs> proud of myself. I'm going to let myself be proud of myself. And then her and Kyle and Kim get a nice, beautiful photo together at the end yes. of the episode. Uh, I did. At one point, I was going to say um, that Kim should offer to paint Sutton's store, but she just, she did say that. <laughs> Yeah, she's oh, I, like, I think uh, Sutton needs some uh, paint on these walls. I feel like we did rush Kim's presence. She had one of the most iconic intros. I immediately was like, I miss Kim so much. Yeah. Every scene and everything she says is so much more fun when Kim is around. I hope she continues uh, yeah. to be on this show. And um, yeah, it, it, so this episode was saved just to get that full Kim experience that I loved. Yes. I love that. Yes. Um, um, yeah, they did... Uh, they did a full later this season preview. Uh, Sutton licks Kyle's feet, it looks like, at really? one point. You yeah. know what? I <laughs> did not watch the preview for next week. Okay. That's interesting. It's like, um, yeah, they they show a preview of that white party at SoFi Stadium. And it looks like Erica performs there. And I think Sutton eats shit and falls onto the ground. Oh, no. I think I saw that. And then later they go to Spain and Crystal is hospitalized. Which That's... I hope that doesn't turn into a, a Bravo reckoning. What do you? What? Oh, oh, because they'd be like, Bar- Bethany would be like, you, they went to Barcelona and they couldn't get her air conditioning. She needed an IV drip. Oh man, I hope that doesn't happen either. Wow, I can't believe that happens to Crystal. I, I didn't watch that yet. That's horrible. Yeah, I'm excited for them to go to Barcelona. Yeah, that'd be fun. Okay, um, um, Winter House. The Winter House Minute. Yeah, Winter this House. This is the second to last episode. Yeah, Winter House Minute. Um, I love Winter House. Yes. Um, but I think it's easy to recap and do it justice. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Right? This is basically um, the first portion is a continuation of Danielle's mental breakdown. Yes. Um, she um, she's after she talked to herself in the mirror saying, you're good. You can do anything. Danielle. She goes, fuck him. And then as she walks out of the room, Alex is for some reason walking right by and she goes, fuck you. Right to him. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ. And then um, Danielle does not uh, stick around for long. She decides to go to bed yeah. and ends her night. And I never thought I'd see Danielle go to bed early. Thank God. Well, yeah. You think she needed to. Yes. She couldn't subject the world to that wrath. No, she was that. pissing everyone off. 
Yeah. Um, she got so pissed about the Chinese food. She goes, oh, we're doing it like this? I- I'm sorry. I've never been a part of something so horrible in my life than how you guys are eating Chinese food. Everybody's like, what the hell Everyone's like about? looking at each other like, what the fuck? Yeah, she's like, this is the worst thing I've ever been a part oh, oh, of. I'm sorry. That was the quote. This is the worst. It's like, what? Eating Chinese food just haphazardly <laughs> over the sink? She walks past Alex and goes, psycho. <laughs> she was like a gremlin. Wait, okay, you... You made me question slightly <laughs> that Alex was behaving untoward towards Danielle with his, I want to get laid and, sure. then, and then be promiscuous around the house with more people. Have you now at all <laughs> had a little more nuance to what Alex expected from this sure. relationship? She just, I think it's okay to upfront state your expectations whether or not he chooses to agree to them but she she took it so far i think she upfront even this episode she says i just wanted to come on a cabin trip and have a little fun on vacation and he goes i thought that's what we were doing too yeah and she goes fuck off she says uh, (laughs) yeah she's like she's like he goes. No, I she fl- was bullshitting him because she clearly cares more than that. I just, I think we have to say objectively, Danielle wanted something more than yeah. what she told Alex this was. Yeah. Alex thought this was a fling and he, she knew that he sort of also liked Jordan and every other cast member. And she, she, she wanted more out of this than him. Sure. And now she is hurt yeah. that he treated her like this. That's yeah. just like the basics but i i feel like alex is starting to really be upfront about his feelings i mean he's withdrawn completely yeah. and then he specifically says let's focus on our friendship yeah he said that uh dealing with her is like above his pay grade he was yeah. like i cannot um and uh they do a quick uh first of all floody announces that schwartz is coming back yep that he survived the reunion um and then it's sam is also coming and uh, they're like, maybe this will be the trip that puts a label on it. And uh, Corey's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Still not owning it. Uh, did I already say last week that I think this label thing is so ridiculous that he's like holding out like he's going to propose boyfriend and girlfriend to her? Like she just has to wait in the wings for him to say right. officially, you're my girlfriend. Like right. this, this lead up to that is ridiculous. And right. I honestly can't believe Sam is dealing with it. Right. Um, yeah, because the second she arrives, he like picks her up. They're like obsessed with they each have other. The, like, MGK, Megan Fox thing, spinning yes. around. She's like, they will like want to have sex instantly. She like takes off her pants. Yeah. Um, and uh, Schwartz is like, he arrives. He's like, I'm back at it again. He's like, I'm back where it's safe. It's scary in LA. This is the day after the reunion. I could not believe he came back and that we only had to lose him for one episode. And he, was, and he was, he did a huge trip back to LA reunion. Then he gets to go back to his comfort. I'm zone. sure he was so happy to get back. And he said he got one beer with Sandoval. Oh, that was great uh, <laughs> yeah. context. Yeah. Sandoval came to Schwartz's house after the reunion, had one beer and apologized <laughs> again and then left. Yeah. And then uh, Casey who seems to be in the know about Scandival details, says, um, are Rachel and Raquel and yeah. Sandoval going to continue a relationship? He goes, I, what do you say? I better. He's like, I, they, better, they better. They better be like the greatest love of all time after what we've all been through. Which we all thought that. Like yeah. we were like, they have to just carry yeah. on with this Remember relationship. Remember Stassi was like, they better like have a baby or something because this is insane. And now we're like so removed. They don't even talk. Like yeah. they, they like this relationship ended completely. Um, um, Schwartz gives I was very, you know, I was scrutinizing this. It gives Katie Floody, Katie Flood, very haphazard, or not haphazard, um, half-hearted uh-huh. hug when he arrives. It's yeah. kind of like he almost 
doesn't even give her the full hug and then immediately goes to look over at someone else to give them a hug. Right. And her face is like, she's kind of dejected. It's, yeah. It's she was sad. so happy for him to come back. Yeah. Um, okay. So two things, Casey and Sam are getting along and bonding and everyone's like, yikes. Like she doesn't know that she called her trash and uh, Malia and Corey have vibes that have been, um, talked about on Dumois that Sam has read and she's immediately furious. She says Malia's desperate. So one of those little steamboat spring stinkers came to the house and told, I think it was Bravo and cocktails <laughs> okay. that Malia and Corey had flirty energy. So people yeah. came to that house and then ratted out what was going on in the house. <laughs> yeah. So Sam has read blind items about right. Malia and Corey flirting. And then can I just be honest and say, I don't think Corey really helped the case <laughs> by bopping Millie on the head, throwing a snowball on her, and then getting in a big tackle fight where he landed on top of her and they rolled yeah. around in the snow together. Yeah. Was there any was there any valid reason why he did that? That they're just they have brother and sister energy right. so bad that he can't contain himself around Sam and right. roll around. Well it's also like weird that Sam just doesn't say what the fuck to him instead of being so pissed off at Malia instead. But it's shocking to everyone. It's not like um oh I'm I'm sorry Sam, you gotta get used to it. This is how uh, Malia and Corey have been the entire two weeks. It seemed weird to everyone. Yeah. It's like, why are you doing this? Yeah. And, and Corey also sets Sam up by saying, just so you know, baby, everyone tried to fuck me when I got here. And she goes, name them. Name them. <laughs> Who? And he goes, oh, every one of them. They wanted to fuck me absolutely, yeah. unequivocally. It was giving Jax, he's like, I had to like throw them off me. So you're just setting Sam up for failure here yeah. to, to be jealous of your relationship when he's not saying you're officially boyfriend and girlfriend. And then you do her one more horrible solid by throwing a snowball in Leah's face and tackling her to the ground. It was right. just, it was so odd. Right. I couldn't believe he decided to do that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So then, uh, oh, wait, can I say one thing? Cause yeah. we're moving quickly. Moon biking. Look fun. That, Looked off. With I've the never tube getting pulled behind. I've never seen that type of vehicle before yeah, in my life. I know that it was, was kind of strange. That was awesome. Yeah, it looked really fun. Okay. Um, Danielle and Alex uh, have a talk, yep. and uh, this is what we were talking about. And uh, she goes, uh, <laughs> "What is he? she says? I don't need a teachable moment." And he goes, "You're almost ten years older than me. I don't know what I could teach you." I was like, "Ouch." And the way he said it was so dispassionate and just like, I'm just telling the truth that it almost hit harder and hurt harder. Yeah, it was like, yikes. And then she goes, I just wanted to have fun. He goes, well, this isn't fun or, you know, some, yeah. something to that effect. And he goes, I think we should just focus on her friendship. Yeah. And she goes, uh, I forget what she says dismissively, but she's mad. And she yeah. storms off. And she goes, good talk. Yeah. Sarcastically. Yeah. So it's like. He just said honestly what he wants and what he thinks she should do, and you're still mad at him for yeah. this. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could say devil's advocate or being that he played with her heart, mm -hmm. but I feel like Alex was sort of upfront. I, I have to say, and I'm not just trying to advocate no, for him. No, he was. Uh, like all the footage they always show of him, it's not like he's being two-faced. Also, Danielle um, would have fights with him and then still want him. She'd say, come on, let's stop fighting and just get into my bed. Let's do yeah. what we do best and run around. Right. You know? Yeah. Like she just wanted it anyways. Um, wanted his sex? <laughs> yes. Uh, similar to what Kyle tells Floody. Uh, to say to Schwartz, she's like, Kyle's like, text him and uh, say, put your pee in my V. 
Who said that? Kyle told Floody to text that to Schwartz. This episode he did? Yeah. Wow. Um, okay, and then um, I have it that, you know, they're sort of gearing up for a roast. A roast. Did and that now, scare you? And now roasts, roasts are the new, let's play a, mm-hmm. a, a game where people can get offended. It's yes. A, it's a new layer of how you can talk shit about someone and have conflict, and but you gussy it up as this other thing. Right. Um, yeah, some of the, should I, should we do some of the highlights? Uh, I, I thought Brian was roast master because his was so unnecessarily harsh. <laughs> Can I say his? What was it? He goes, Corey, your jewelry is so fake that you probably bought it on the same corner where you picked up Sam. Oh my God. I go, oh my Does God. Does he even know her yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, um, uh, Kyle was playing with fire. He said, uh, Casey throws that trash word around like uh, she's in waste management. He, he really um, did uh, Casey dirty with that, wanting the trash <laughs> comment to come out. Yeah. I thought that was kind of um, shitty yeah. of him because they already discussed how they're not going to talk about it. But I do want to say Casey should have preempted this and said it the minute Malia started – or. Um, Sam started to be nice to her. Yeah. She said, I have to tell you. Like, she should have just done the hard work. I yeah. have to tell you. I don't know you at all. And it, to be in, uh, you know, to like uh, be a confidant to someone, I talk shit about you and I'm sorry, yeah. I'll never do it again. But she didn't do it. She's no. letting it linger. Yeah. And then um, Malia tries to make a joke about yep. uh, the tackle. Yep. And she goes, I know I'm a lot to tackle or we're a lot to tackle. <laughs> Yeah, and Sam's like, you're the one that did the tackling, but okay. And she's like, that's the joke, you dumb bitch. Yeah. And then Schwartz kind of did a fun, um, like, sweet roast, which I like. like his, his was good. Yeah, his was like, yeah, his his was... It was like a classic It was a, it was a very, yeah, it was a, it was a classic, like, good-hearted, good-natured roast. Yeah, like, I he liked. was like, Alex was voted, what, like, most good-looking, uh, it was like, like cats- biggest heartthrob or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, uh, and that should be saying something because he was homeschooled or yeah, whatever. It was just funny. And he like, knew Alex would be a good sport about it. It was the perfect victim for his roast. I really liked it. Um, and then Alex and Danielle <laughs> do their roast to each other. Yeah. So Alex's is about how Danielle snores like. Yeah. Like, he goes, Alex, you're, or sorry, he goes, Danielle, you're one of the most badass bitches I've ever met in my life. And you are so powerful and fun, but goddamn, your snoring sounds like a fork in a garbage disposal. Oh, yeah. And then they show like <laughs> multiple clips. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then her, yeah. her, I just wrote that hers was dark. Hers was Alex may look like Jesus and that he could turn water to wine, but instead he just whines to everyone, all of you about me. And I think that's horrible or something. <laughs> it's like not, it's, it skirts the line between not fun and, and too real. Yeah. Um, then, uh, Malia and Sam who, um, have had, you know, Sam is not happy with how Malia and Corey have been interacting, which I can't see why (laughs) she doesn't like Corey and Malia rolling around in front of her. Sure. But it's like, don't get mad at her. Like she said the whole time is that he, they ask him like every Uh, two hours uh, if he's in a relationship. I'm very sorry if I, um, tried to, uh, skirt blame away from Corey. He is a hundred percent to blame. It's absolutely his fault. Every aspect of this is his fault. Yeah. She's like Malia's like he tells us over and over again that he's in a situationship, not a relationship. Malia goes, just to be honest with you, yeah. He he did not tell us where he stands. And And Sam's like, good to know. Yeah. Um and she's like, uh I think Sam says something like, Well, you should like think of how that feels for me or whatever. And Malia's like, I mean, that wouldn't be me. I would never 
she's basically saying I would never let someone treat me yeah. that way. Yeah, she you should be like, how would you feel if you were in a relationship with someone for eight months? She goes, honestly, I wouldn't be in a relationship like this. A for situation a situation ship like yeah. this for eight months, which was a burn. Shots fired, major burn, <laughs> unexpected almost. The way Malia delivered that, I don't yeah. think she knew that was going to hit. I think she's like Sam. Sometimes I'm trying to remember how she was on the last on like Summer House or whatever. She talked about herself so much that uh, Maya had to go in a closet with her off camera and say, Sam, right. you have you need to, to shut stop the fuck up. talking so much. And then much. she like cried that she was bullied or whatever. Yeah. Um, so sometimes I'm like, I feel like she thought that she could be dominant over Malia. Malia think, was like, I'll murder you. Uh, yes. I, that, that was my impression as well. Malia kind of <laughs> ethered her in that moment. The fight escalates and then we get a to be continued. Yes. Winter house minute, I think has concluded, right? <laughs> yeah. And so next week, the only notes I wrote down is that Danielle is pissed off at Jordan, which also feels like a foolish endeavor. And Sam, Sam cries to court. Sam is upset Danielle. Oh, okay. Of course. Okay. That makes sense. Because that's also not her fucking problem. No. As Danielle says, or as Jordan says, if I wanted your man, he would have been mine it already, on day one. And Jordan was right for that. It's true. <laughs> he wanted Jordan first. Yep. Um, okay. Well, we're at three hours and five minutes. <laughs> uh, we're teetering on our longest episode ever, which we didn't go into this thinking that could ever happen. It's a lot of shows. It's a lot of shows. We need to figure out how to make this feasible. But I, you know, a three hour episode, I was happy with this. I mean, it's, it's that I think we did okay here today. Yeah, I feel like some of them are wrapping up. Next week is the last winter yeah, house. I know, um, but don't say that because then Bravo is going <laughs> to announce a new Peacock exclusive show that we're going to have to watch. It's like it's no. premiering next week. No, <laughs> um, help us. But we'll figure. We're going to figure out. I mean, our strategy for turtle time is to be responsive to you know emergencies like we were with Vanderpump Rules, like on on remotely if we can, and then just weekly see what is providing us the most joy from all of these shows and and spend as much time as they we deem you know their merit yeah does that make sense yeah so yeah we will uh be reporting as best we can through these this holiday season um our patreons actually the upcoming patreon episodes will air on christmas day and new year's day Yes. So if you were worried about what you're going to do on Christmas Day and New Year's Day, if you haven't signed up for Patreon, sign up right now. I'm saying go right now and you'll get a Christmas episode and a New Year's Day episode to celebrate the holidays with Amy and I. It'll be beautiful. Um, Yeah. So definitely you have to sign up for Patreon. I don't know what the hell you're doing. It's a powerful, wonderful community there. Patreon (laughs) is going to add a feature now called community where people can have a live chat and discuss things with themselves because now the comment system, you're so mm -hmm. isolated when you comment, you'll, you'll say a comment and no one feels compelled to like reply. So Patreon is going to create a community where it's like an ongoing, like Reddit thread can happen. That's fun. Yeah. So anyway, go to Patreon for the love of God. And, um, do we have, to, let's not talk about the scheduling shit. We don't, nah. you already did. Well, we'll get back to you just, on what the schedule is going to look like. Just know Santa Claus is bringing an episode of Turtle Time weekly, just like always. But <laughs> what, what we talk about is up for discretion based yes. on when we record it. But I hope that you guys can just come to Turtle Time for 90% of the Bravo universe is covered with us. Yeah. And that's all we can give you. Okay, uh, Amy and I love you. Three hours and seven minutes. It's it's can't I can't believe it. Three hours and eight minutes. We love you so much. Go to sleep tonight, 
and dream beautiful dreams, and then we will be back next week. Good night and good luck. Good night and good luck.